The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Water Podcast. As we get to this island, it's a water park has some lollipop. that is clearly designed for nobody older than the age of 10. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and thought this was going to but I think that um, like a lot, all of, assholes. a lot of the grunge, a lot of the grunge came about because like a lot of people were pissed off of it. Like See, that. I think the original grunge I think was from Canada. Oh, really? Neil Young. So this is a song I wrote about the experience of going out in Changwon and seeing your buddies and your friends. And uh, I hope there's uh, an element of this song you can all relate to. It's called Changwon Nights. You're tuned in to the Changwoner, the social media podcast for Changwon City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott, D, and Paul. Here we are with another episode of the Changwoner podcast. Once again, I'm Scott. I'm joined by D. D, how's it going? What's up, guys? And of course, Paul. Paul, what's up tonight? Yeah, always good. That's what's up. That yeah, it's always good. It's always good. So th- on today's episode, we're gonna have a- another special guest with us, and his name is Luke Mason. What's up, Luke? Is that correct? Luke. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I feel like I'm probably just a guest. That's no, you're, special. Special. That's you're special. special you're special. That, Not yes. special. You're just special in many ways. Actually, it's funny you said my full name because in high school everyone called me Luke Mason. Really? But there's no reason for it because I was the only Luke in the school. Sounds like a That's wrestling a wrestling but, name. But just the other night, Ben started. Ben Han does that all yeah. the time. Call me he my calls full me name. Like I got really Paul Roberts. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I got really nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I am a little special right now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Just to clarify, I said guest, didn't I? Did I say special? You yeah. said special. You said Sorry, special. let's let's rewind that and do that again. All right. Joining us today is a guest. Just a guest. A guest. Named Luke. Nothing oh. special. Nothing special about Luke, aside that he's Luke Mason. But he is going to join us for the entire podcast, I believe. That's great. So who knows what we're going to get into tonight. <laughs> Big mistake. I know what he wants to get into. Hey, uh, Don't you guys start talking about aliens again. Oh, I didn't even say it. Jesus. I didn't even say it. Oh, you do it. Oh, I didn't say it. Do what it, a, you naughty boys. What a douchebag. Gosh. <laughs> I love you. You're such a douchebag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Luke, let's just start off introducing you a little bit. So, we, I said your last name correct. Is that right? Yeah, man. You got it. And when did you first come to Korea? I first came to Korea in June 2011, and I lived for one year in Gwangju City. Gwangju. Yeah. And I was working at a hogwan there, and it was a less than perfect place of employment. Can, but you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, and, and remember, this is a all positive podcast. So yeah, but oh, so. It's, it's good to identify identify the, the issues, uh, the issues that right? happen. Yes, the general problems were way too long of hours, way too short of vacation, way too high stress with administration, and just a general not caring about anything we were doing mm-hmm. in the classroom. So you just don't feel like your contributions are being recognized. Yeah, Sounds right. like the perfect job for me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in and out. Yeah. In so, and out. So, and then I did that for a year, and then I went home for five months, 
And then I came back to Changwon originally in December 2012. Mm-hmm. And I worked here for two years. I left about eight months ago. And I came back a month ago to start my fourth year in Korea. So what's your appeal to coming back to Korea? Uh, so probably the money. <laughs> That's what most people say, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. The money and also the lifestyle. It's well, a lot of fun. in Canada, the... I mean, can you get a similar paying job? No, not like this. No. No, not with the benefits. And um, to be honest, like, it's just, it's awesome to travel and live Mm -hmm. and meet people from all over the world. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you guys feel like when you go back home. I feel like reverse reverse, uh, uh, culture culture shock. shock, Reverse culture shock. For sure. But do you ever notice, like, a lot of the guys and girls you grew up with, they just don't seem any different? Yeah. yeah, they're like doing yeah. a lot of the things, and you kind of—I kind of know, like because these are all my friends. Mm. I would kind of get back into those traps, right? Lifestyle traps. Yeah, uh, you've changed a in a different bit. way. You yeah. changed in a yeah. different way than everybody else. And has all back my there. all my contemporary friends are in Korea right now, mm. right? Mm. So, and they're like, when I go home, I talk to my friends about things that happened ten years ago, right? Like I'm just a way different person now than I yeah, was then. Like, yeah, yeah. So. I, f- I find personally, if I go home, like I, l- I love all my friends, obviously, but we- we've grown apart mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they've, they've stayed at home. They've right. had a lot of experiences so, just at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can't really relate to yeah, what's been totally. going on. They just don't get it. And you, they can't relate to us as yeah, right. at all. So right. you talk about what was, not what is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, a lot of my friends are kind of scattered now back home, like mm-hmm. all across Canada. So when I go home, I'd have to do a lot of traveling just to meet up with one person. Yeah. But I also think, I think my friends back home might find me annoying now. Why do you say that? Not that they didn't before. Oh. I'm just saying. Because... Uh, you're, Over yeah, I mean, the last, you know, whatever, 14 years, I've kind of learned to talk a lot slower. Uh, I went to, When I went to my brother's wedding when I went home and my, like, family members were coming in, Yeah, I was, like, bowing to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shaking oh, hands oh, with and, both hands. Yeah, and just yeah. doing weird things. Uh, uh, and I've had friends that moved away before I ever came here. Like, uh, my one friend moved to New York. Yeah. And when he came back, he was a totally different person. Well, that's the good thing. I mean, about being uh, around and, and being able to uh, to open up and, and travel to different places and live in different places because you are able to change like that. But if you have really good friends, then you're able to meet on that basic basement level, and uh, you know, get to that place where each other has not grown in that sense, like. When I go home to see my friend Matt, he's a complete idiot, and so am I. And we can talk about comic books and cartoons and stuff like that. And on that basic level, we haven't changed at all. I mean, whereas experience-wise, we've changed, and but we are still the same kind of idiots that we both grew in to know, you know, and like each other. That's that's true, and I do have the same experiences too. There are some good friends. Like I'm, this, I'm different to Scott because all of my friends are still in Newcastle. But the problem for me, I find, is that most of my friends are now married with children. Uh, and yeah. they still try, they try their hardest to be 
you know, like it was in the old days. But obviously, you go home and they've got like a really limited time to hang out, mm. you know, limited time to have a few drinks and, you mm. know, get together because their wives are on the phone saying, where are you at? you know fair enough right i get it right it's funny it's funny you bring up time because that actually probably is one of the huge appeals about korea and changwon specifically is that i just have so much free time i have so much free time to do my hobbies to see my friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh which you know i think one of the reasons i'm here is we'll talk about some of those hobbies later yeah but but it's just kind of like i know if i'm back in canada um, my if I get a job, my commute is just way longer. Uh, I'm going to have car bills that <laughs> I have a car back home. You're going to have rent. And, yeah, I'm going to have rent and ca- like cars. I spent more money on my car in a month than like on anything else in four months. You know, right. it's just so expensive. So just oh. to clarify, quick. So Luke, you're from Canada. Yeah, Western Canada, British Columbia. British Columbia or whereabouts? Uh, my hometown is a really small town called Nelson. Nelson? And yeah, and the uh, only reason it's kind of famous is that, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Shambhala Music Festival. It's kind of, no, I haven't heard it's of Canada's Burning Man. So it's probably the biggest, one of the biggest outdoor kind of hippie festivals. Shambhala? Shambhala, right. yeah. Shambhala. Not to cut you off, but uh, we forgot something. We forgot something. We have oh, to right. do the yeah. ceremonial, ceremonial clank, clank of the of drinks. The, of the drinks here. Yes. Clankety clank. Clankety clank. Actually, I do want to say quickly, I am very grateful for you guys inviting me to come on this podcast. You're I, very welcome. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I love the medium. I love the uh, art of conversation and the things that people can say and express themselves with that don't easily come out and just bar talk right. or things of that nature. It's kind of what we're doing now. We're in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we're talking. But, uh, no, I think it's... Yeah, but we've a, all got microphones. I'm also like, I love, I love just that you guys are doing a podcast in Changwon about Changwon. This is something else that can help build community here. So right. I just want to say thank you. Oh, no, we, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, really. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need more opinions than just us. No, no, nobody wants to hear us three dickheads talk every every single right. week. We need somebody else to come on and like mix it up a bit. Yeah, man, we're going to be careful here. We're choking on a smog of gratitude. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go on, so sorry. Luke, you said you lived in what was the first place you lived in? Gyeongju, Gwangju, 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 and, and then you moved to Changwon. Yeah, well, I I went home for five months and then I came to Changwon. So, so what? How, what was the biggest difference that you found between the Wang- two cities? Ah, Wang-Ju yeah, yeah. Um, Were there many foreigners in uh, Way more, Wang-Ju? actually. Guangzhou's a, a lot bigger than Chang'an. Is it? Uh, really? Well, it, it's like 1.6 million. So it's a lot bigger than just Chang'an mm. itself. Mm. So like, it's actually a lot longer to travel anywhere in the city. So do they have, like, uh, like here in, in Chang'an, you've got a street where most of the foreigner pubs and stuff are. Right. How about in Guangzhou? Is it, is it uh, the same kind of thing, or is it more spread out? Well, because Guangzhou is more spread out, so like most of the bars that people go to are in one neighborhood just in total, and it's a lot bigger than here. 
So they have a downtown, mm. and all the Korean bars are there, but also all the foreigner bars are in the same. Okay, so you can bar, you can bar hop, but literally, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like go from one bar and walk a, yeah. a, a minute to yeah. the next bar. And there isn't a, just a big, huge street like in Changwon oh, <laughs> that yeah. separates yeah, we the two like, neighborhoods, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was, well, I, mean, uh, yeah. I would say probably the biggest difference is uh, money. I think Changwon is a lot richer than Guangzhou is as mm. a city. So Guangzhou just looks a lot. There's just so many more. Uh, run-down neighborhoods. It's an older city. Too, yeah, though, it's right? a lot older. Mm. Uh, Changwon has more parks. Changwon has a lot more open space, which is a huge attraction for me because Canada is just huge. There's just yeah, space everywhere. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, the bike lanes here are a huge plus. Yeah. Um, I think you guys will know this better than I will, but I think Changwon is the first city in Korea that has urban planning. Urban planning. That went into its design. After right. Can- Canberra and <laughs> so, Australia. Like, you guys have obviously been to other Like, some cities in Korea, you go to an intersection Busan. and you just can't understand There's how, like nine, who designed that. Nine different streets <laughs> yeah. that emerge into yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, and they're right. they're all at non-straight mm. angles. Well, the, the older city is because, like, public cars were not actually around you know, maybe maybe thirty years ago, like a civilian started getting cars, so these older cities didn't have streets into the more local areas. Yeah, I mean, so I don't they know. Kind of yeah. build them in, which yeah, wasn't they, planned out. Yeah. It wasn't planned. It yeah. was so like you're reverse engineering a different it just structure. Bus, it was just buses and stuff, and right, main routes, right. and government people that Four had carriages. Mm. And, well, yeah. you can see that with the streets, like the old the housing streets. You know, there's so awesome. Awesome <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to laugh at that. <laughs> no, but with, with the streets, you know, the Jutech, the housing streets, yeah. like the like if you look at the older streets, especially in Masan, there's there's nowhere to park. And now that's an interesting thing because now there's a, there's getting to be an issue, I believe, with with the amount of cars on the roads, and you know, are they are they going to have to pass a law soon to say, okay, families can only have X amount of cars because it's getting to be a real problem. Like, and I know this because I drive a little bike, which I've said a few times before, but there have been instances where I actually can't park that bike. Because yeah, there is no space. That's yeah. the biggest problem here is the parking. Yeah, right. right. It, Not and necessarily driving a little bit, but parking for sure. Yeah, my, my family and I, we have a house, and uh, my wife and I usually cannot park in front of our house because everybody else is parked there. And nine times out of ten, we go to our car. Uh, I'd say, not nine times out of ten, but I'd say at least once a month there's a new ding, scratch, paint job, done on our car from somebody else brushing up against it which is a real pain in the ass is that I, like a brush and run a brush and run yeah <laughs> yeah my, my wife's got a new like she, she's got a white car like a and she's got a blue like like i would say stain blue stain on her on her driver's side door now from somebody just nicking it like one of those little bongo trucks just and taking off taking off yeah and just right. to explain to some people that have not been to korea if you're out there listening most of the houses in Korea don't have a driveway or a garage like a they backyard, might do back home. No backyard. You basically have to pull up and find a parking spot. Bump, and bumper you're, to you're, bumper. You're next to one house next to another. You can jump from your patio to the other person's patio. But no other. driveway, no right. no garage. Yeah. Some of the apartments the have a park underground parking and stuff, but I believe you only get one parking spot. 
per, usually if center. you're lucky. If yeah, you're or you lucky. pay more. To but get. now they've changed the law, so the older houses. I mean, most of the houses here in Changwon, if 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 they are, I'd say maroon brick. There are houses that are about to be demolished. Okay, so they the, now these houses, the new houses are like marble, things like that. They've changed the code, so all houses have to be built on the property with at least one or two parking spaces. And uh, the older houses, though they they've got the they've got, they've got better porches and better rooftops. But oh, no the, yeah, way. I know, man. It's it's a catch twenty two because they're so sweet. I know, I know. They've they've. <laughs> They've got actually like a proper barbecue porch I and everything know, like and that. You can chill Maybe out on they the got roof, a right? they got to park the cars on the roof somehow. They got to yeah, like got to get a ramp. They can do up. that here. Have you ever seen those car elevators? That they're yeah. like Japanese really? style, like, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a, it's oh, pretty. I would weird, laugh so hard. Here's one quite interesting uh, trivia. Do, do you know what the first, uh, the, the most expensive city in Korea is? Uh, what do you mean? For, for, what way? for, for real estate, real estate. No, is it real estate for living, for real estate. Is it Changwon? It's not. It's not. But the first, the most expensive city in Korea for real estate. Busan? Seoul? Seoul. It's you know what the second there. most expensive city in? Changwon. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. in Noble Park here, you can spend more on an apartment in Noble Park than you can at a beachfront property 15 floors up on Hyundai Beach. What? In Noble Park. In Noble Park. Noble fucking park. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. I'd rather... Uh, I don't well, know. I, I've seen the traffic over to Busan. I was going to say I'd rather <laughs> live over there and commute to Changwon, but I'm not sure about no, that. No, no, no. You already did that your first year. So, oh, I did, yeah. Like, uh, structurally, the just the layout of the city is the huge, biggest difference between right. Guangzhou and Changwon. But and I, and I think the actual... Is it the Dero? Is actual, like, a... Possibly a landing place for airplanes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. If something, if, if the Seoul, shit hits right. the fan if here, if Seoul ever went down, okay, they've got the right. If Seoul ever got, you <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, If Seoul ever like got bombed and 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 they had to move the capital city, sounds like Chang, a movie. Changwon Seoul would, goes down. Seoul goes down. <laughs> Changwon would be the the next uh, plausible. Capital it's, city. It's already geared yeah, up for it. It's, it's got the fortified, right? The industrial. Uh, if there was war here in Korea, Seoul it goes down. Changwon is geared for making the tanks. Mm-hmm. So uh, Changwon is is geared for landing the airplanes and the uh, the, the the fighter planes on the main roads mm-hmm. on the long strip of roads. And we've got Masan, which has got the port for uh, for uh, naval. Right. And then so. there's that strange thing in the middle of the Changwon Rotary that nobody really knows what it is. That would be the it's helicopter a, landing. No, dude, that's like a big gateway, and it's locked. And we, we've talked about underground bunkers, and that would oh, make there sense. Are, there are underground that, bunkers. That, but it are. would make sense. Way better to have an underground bunker than somewhere where a helicopter can land uh. without there being any problems. Yeah. Right in the middle of the Rotary, there's a huge metal door, and there's something under there. There, that's mm. that is an underground bunker. Look that at must look be. at right behind here. There's a park mm. next to here, right? Mm-hmm. I think you know where it is behind this place. What like the Yongji Park? Or? Uh, not Yongji Park does have underground bunkers as well. Mm-hmm. And behind here, there's another park that's got un- underground bunkers too. So sometimes they have uh, drills, military drills, and stuff like that. And I've never seen them do military drills. They close off the streets, but they take sections of the streets where they. Um, they rush whoever is on the streets and stuff like that, rush them to the bunkers. 
from what I know, from what I've heard. It would make sense. So, Luke, just to ask, where are you living in an apartment now or a house? Uh, yeah, right now I live in an apartment. So an apartment, not a Jutek. No, I lived in a house my first two years in Changwon up in Serimdong. It was really beautiful up by the university. Really nice, mm-hmm. like, the kind of like beautiful Asia that you see in movies sometimes. You know, okay. just like mountains and forests and like a soft breeze always in the trees. Quite like uh, that. And now I live in Songnam. <laughs> a little different. That's like but, Blade Runner on acid. Yeah, yeah. But I live in uh, like the, s- the south part of Songnam. But um, just to finish the thought, uh, there's also a pretty big difference socially uh, between Guangzhou and Changwon. Yeah, that, I was going to ask you that That, next, that is actually. a big, a big uh motivating factor for me to want to come back to Changwon as opposed to any other city in Korea this time around mm. is that in Gwangju there's a lot more foreigners so when you go to the foreigner bars there's a good chance if there's a hundred like well not a hundred but fifty people in the bar there's a chance you might only know ten of them right mm. yeah. and so there's a lot more splintered groups Yeah. whereas in Changwon there's what I call one degree of separation if you don't know the person, right. you, you know someone. You know somebody, them, right? Yeah. right. right. It's so too true. You're right. always you're always one, or you will know him by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so there's always someone in the bar to introduce you to that other person in the bar you don't know. Right. And so I really like the um, community aspect. Of it's Chong more of Wong. a family feeling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Because there's just so many people around that you know that if you ever had a problem, there's so many people you could call. And just kind of the layout of Changwon, it's just a little easier to go do things. Right. Uh, and in Guangzhou, do, yeah. if you want it, like somebody in some neighborhood wants to do something, well, it's like a 25-minute taxi drive away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... I didn't realize that Guangzhou is that big. Yeah, it's spread out, too. It's it is really big. spread out. It, it's a big ki- city. Does Guangzhou, I think it's the sixth biggest is it? in Korea, yeah. Is Guangzhou the one, like, I've, I've been there. Yeah. Um, I think my, my girlfriend's sister works there. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with that huge traditional village that isn't really that traditional anymore and they sell lots of food? Uh, I think it's close by. It's close by yeah, the Guangzhou, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Guang- yeah. That, I, I oh, did I do know. a I've trip. Been there. I've been to that place before. I did before. do a trip to there, yeah. Mm. Um, but Guangzhou is actually most famous for the site of the massacre in the 80s okay. when the Korean army opened fire on students. That and was here, though, wasn't it? That was another one here. It was in Masan. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I didn't... Uh, there was one. We talked about it before. There was a really big one. What happened? Do, do you know much about that? Or? Um, just that there was a student protest, and, and it, according to the military, got unruly. Mm. And so... Um, that was probably... So they just yeah, blew everybody sure. away. Yeah. That was probably the same time as the uprisings yeah, in all been. sorts of other places. Like, it was just students. There's a big uh, memorial so, in Masan, yeah. just behind the height factory. Well, so... In, in uh, Guangzhou every year, there's a huge festival for, to com- commemorate all of the people who lost their lives mm-hmm. in that situation. They named, their, they named their park, one of the big parks there, the 518 Park, after the massacre there. So uh, okay. a lot of history. A lot of history. It must be the same thing because it was 315, the Masan one, which is obviously the date, and it was the, what did you say, five. Five eighteen. It must be something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, Masan has that huge wall with the faces coming out of. Right. Remember, you took a good photo of it once. The 80s were a crazy time, from what I understand, in Korea, because until 1988, when the Olympics came here, there it was still quite 
a level of poverty that most people experience across the, the nation that my wife told me she had not even tried beef until 
uh, Scott actually probably lives closer to Paul's hometown in England than he does <laughs> yeah, right. to my yeah, hometown right. exactly. in yeah. D.C., even in though we're from the same country. In D.C. Uh, yeah, so, you know what I mean? uh, Luke um, brings it to the point, what's your funniest fucking story yeah. in Korea? Well, you got to bring it up. You got to have one. You got to have at least one. It's funny now. No, it's well, okay. Well, obviously, yeah, we, we, I when, have a lot of those stories where, at the time, it was just fucking torture. But now it's funny. Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't. I guess it wasn't horrible, but it was a little bit traumatizing at the time because. Can we laugh at you when, we, when yeah, you're talking I about no, it? I have no, I'm actually not the goat of the story. So, <laughs> okay. but did the um, person? Did anybody die? So did anybody I, die? Stop. Is anybody around this table the goat of the story? Yes or no? <laughs> Uh, I'm not telling you yet. Oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> and just I, a reminder, you don't have to give names. No, yeah, I, no, no, no. I definitely won't be doing that. Just, just, just your name. <laughs> it, uh, there's a negative portrayal, shall we say, in this story. Ooh, so anyway, getting dirty. I, uh, I, had been in Korea, I arrived in Korea like June and uh, mid-July. This my, is the first time in Korea. Yeah, first time, first time. 2011. I arrived in Korea June, too. <laughs> and... Uh, my Hogwan's vacation. We had a, a long weekend in July, and um, uh, Guangzhou is really close to a ocean town called Mokpo. I don't know if you've heard of Mokpo, but we took about I think it was about seven of us from my Hogwan. We went to Mokpo, and that's where they have the uh, stingray. That's the one of their famous dishes, right? Stingray, stingray? sushi. Stingray um, sushi. It's a uh, like a ammonia. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go okay. on. Sorry. No, uh, seafood doesn't agree with me. I have a visceral reaction yeah, to it. Yeah, Yeah. So, uh, anyway, in Mokpo, you can get a ferry to several different little islands that are around that area, right? And we were there, and we're like, hey, you know what? Let's do a day trip. Let's do a day trip out to one of these islands. So we took a ferry to an uh, island called Waitledo, and little did we know... <laughs> that this was the island of love in Korea. Oh, yeah. So you show up to Waitledo, and there's this huge yes, heart yes, that meets boy. you. And it's not a big island, but it's just... And on this island, there's also, like, water park. And we're... And, like, none of us... We're all pretty new to Korea. None of us had really, like, known, like, what a water park in Korea is going to look like. So this ferry is packed with people going to this tiny island. Are they Koreans island. or yeah. mostly foreigners or... Uh, no, most we were the only foreigners okay, on it, right? Yeah. And so uh, we were thinking, oh, man, a water park. This is going to be awesome. We can go on water slides. So we get to this island. It's a water park. Have some lollipops? That is clearly designed for nobody older than the age of 10. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and that wasn't where I thought this was going to go. <laughs> okay. and, and, and already packed full. So we're like, well, this, doesn't, this isn't going to work. Right? Right. <laughs> definitely not cool. I'm definitely not going to go into a crowded pool with children. <laughs> it's just not fun. <laughs> Especially when you're sporting Speedos. Yeah. Holy shit. So, so our group, we were like, okay, well, Did you, know, you have, do you have, you had the, uh, um, this, the, the swimming cap on as well? Did you have to wear the swimming cap? Uh, I mean, Usually not at water, water parks. At the sw- I've never been to a water park where you can't, where you don't wear the swimming cap. Always, you have to wear the swimming cap. Really? Even, even if you're bald, you have to wear a swimming cap. In the in really? the water park, not the swimming pool, right? Right. We, uh, 
That, yes. that's I've never, never seen that. We got nowhere close enough to know if we did a swimming cat or not. And you turned away at the door. We turned away at the door, and we walked around a little bit, and there was, like, a huge violin festival going on right beside the water park. And, like, I'm six weeks into Korea. I don't know what's going on. Like, is this a normal thing? You go to an island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> there's just a water park packed. With packed children. And <laughs> families. And then, like, a violin concert with, like, 25 people dancing and playing violin at the same time. Holy shit. I was a little out of my Sounds element. Sounds really PG. Yeah. So, but we're like, we're on an island. We're like, well, there's got to be a beach around here somewhere. There's got to so, be some places. So, so we find liquor. a beach and we find like a little convenience store so we could uh, find some beverages. You can imbibe. Yeah, exactly. And it was good. You know, things were going well, too well. In fact, that the day, the day lagged and, you know, you know, you guys ever like you're sitting around with your friends and you're drinking a little bit and you start thinking about like, bad idea but it seems like a good idea every night every, every never weekend. ever have i ever been in that situation <laughs> and like i think we're doing that right now like, like points or arguments that would never fly to someone with a normal brain just seem genius so we're like we okay look at this is a <laughs> this is a day trip right we have nothing we have just our clothes and we're like, let's just camp here. All right. Let's just sleep on the beach. Yeah. We don't, no tents. Season. No extra clothes. Summer? Yeah. In nope. July, we're like, July. oh, it's going to be warm. We'll be fine. Right. Yeah, everyone's a few beers deep. Nobody cares. Pretty good. At that point, mm-hmm. right? Not the first time. We buy some fireworks. Things are okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you have to have fireworks. <laughs> we, buy, we buy fireworks and ramen and Condoms. lots of beer. Soju. Oh, I brought those. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask that. I wasn't totally unprepared. i got to have priorities. <laughs> Jesus. We saw me knife in a box of condoms. <laughs> Why do you need it's condoms for ramen? <sighs> Has nobody ever told Scott? <laughs> Holy shit, Scott. You, you're not supposed to eat ramen Dude, with your you gotta, finger. you got to cover I, your I noodle. Don't, I don't eat ramen. you got to cover so. your noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. So um, there was this girl that was part of our group, awesome. and she was part of our group because she worked with us, mm. not so much because we wanted her to be part <laughs> <Okay>. of <her. laughs> Hey, you bored? You want to come with us? A couple weekends prior, we had gone to Seoul, and she had been kind of a difficult person to deal with, especially when she was drinking. Okay. So, But, like, you can't say when someone hears you making plans and says, oh, can I come? What are you supposed to say to that person? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> In hindsight. Right. That's the right dis- that's but that's the right what book. the condoms are for, no? Uh, maybe to put over her head. No, I just heard, can I come? Hey, yo. <laughs> okay. This is Scott coming out of his turtle shell. So, anyway, um, <laughs> we're just having fun. We're drinking. And, uh, like, about midnight, she breaks her foot. This girl that nobody really likes breaks her foot. How did she break her foot? She just stepped off a step awkwardly. And broke, literally broke her foot. She claimed that she broke her foot. She couldn't walk. Okay. She couldn't walk. She just slithered along. (laughs) 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 And uh, she's like leaning on a post. Uh, and and like the very first thing she does, she's complaining. mm. We're like, okay, well, like, look, we can, we got to get you off this island. You're like, you need medical help. And she's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. She cracks another beer. Pulls out a cigarette. 
just starts taking drags <laughs> and taking drinks. And my friends, my friends, my good friends would said, hey, look, we have some Valium. Just take some, go to sleep, you'll feel better. Right? Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm here to party. We're here to party. We're going to camp. Right? Okay. You know what? Fair play. Fine. Yeah, you you know, suck it up. You know your body. If it's not so bad, you can hang out and drink. So uh, we start, like, as the night goes, you know, you, you just drink too much. You get tired. You go to sleep on the beach, right? Yeah. She doesn't. She She's stays awake. So she, st- she stays awake Valium until point. it's just her and one other girl hanging out. Okay. And, the other, and then once everybody's gone and people stop paying her attention for medical reasons, she's like, oh, I need to go to the hospital now. Okay. It's like 4 a.m. Oh, <laughs> so Everybody's in bed. She, mm. And then she just starts making a ruckus. Uh, oh, so I need your help now. Uh, it, right? which, uh, because everybody went to sleep. Yeah, uh, would you, looking back on this, would you say that she's a little bit of a attention seeker? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be all right. A fair assessment. All right. So, so like she gets this other girl who's still awake to go find someone. Uh, like just four a.m. This island in the middle of nowhere. Go find someone to help us. Uh huh. Right. Oh. Well, she like this this uh, other girl. Backstep one bit. Yeah. How many? How many of you are in group? I think there's about seven of us. Okay. Six and or then, seven. And, and all of you guys are from the same countries? No, no, no. We all work together. You all work together. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we all know each other from work. And you all, from, I mean, different countries. Uh, yeah, yeah, all different uh, countries. Okay, all right. And she sends this other girl to go find people. They come back, but clearly this other girl didn't communicate who was needing help. Because these, like, four guys come up to me. Korean guys. Yeah, Korean guys. Okay. I'm sleeping on the beach drunk and six weeks in korea and i am uh, awakened by four strange men on an island shaking me <laughs> awake yeah, that, that's a little they, bit they that's shook a little me bit they, did, they went to the wrong yeah. person and they just started shaking me wow. and then you know like you wake up drunk you're disoriented you're like you have a huge I've, headache i've never <laughs> never been there to be honest with you <laughs> right? <Enlighten> me. <laughs> and also this week a, this week <laughs> As a as a side note, there's like rumors in Mokpo about pirates kidnapping people to work on ships. Now it's obviously Sounds really all right. It, yeah. it's, obviously, take me. it's obviously take really me. blown up. But like Actually, I knew that story. Doing? So I could like be a pirate. You yeah. know, you get shaken awake. Yeah. But could you be a pirate's bitch on an island? <laughs> uh, it was terrifying. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, just terrifying. Little, little, yeah, a little yeah. And yeah. I, so like I'm my, I was just traumatized. Yeah, so Absolutely traumatized. How did this story experience. play out? I mean, like, you they got took, shaken awake, and yeah. then what did you do when you got shaken awake? Did you like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and no, well, they, they were like, oh, you're the wrong person. And they just walk on to the girl. So they wake you up. Yeah. The four guys, they're all shaking you awake, and yeah. you wake up, and, yeah. then, and then you're like, uh, not me. And then so they <laughs> move along? Well, like, I think I probably screamed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was pretty terrified. And then they just move on. They're like, oh, because my fr- the other girl, my friend said, oh, no, not him. Come on, this way. So they took the, what, what happened with the girl then? They, they took her to the mainland at like 4.30 so in the morning. four strange Korean dudes take a girl that worked in your school to the mainland. Yeah, but I was so pissed off at her. <laughs> I just didn't Holy care. shit. So he like, doesn't get She ignored everybody's offers of help. For right. several hours uh, yeah, to right. stay up and like, party, hey, and go, then go once we're all bitch. asleep, oh, well, that's when you need help. 
Oh. Right? Did she come come back to the school ever again? Oh yeah, she. We worked with her for like That's the whole okay. year. Did she come know? back with a cast on her foot? Yeah, she did. She, she did. Oh, yeah, she, did. she came back with a cast <laughs> yeah. on her foot, and it yeah, powered yeah, yeah. on her shoulder. So she <laughs> was she was walking funny because of the cast or because of the four guys. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! Scott. Well, you know, Scotty's been piped down for ages, oh, and then he just comes God. up with a trumpet like actually that. Actually, you know. you know what? I like I like this new this new side of Scott. And the rest of the night was freezing. I like this new side of Scott. It was freezing. That night, and we had—I mean—a T-shirt yeah. and shorts. Yeah, like we we, we had to we had to huddle. Y'all could have cuddled, but we were with some cute girls, so it was okay. What? <laughs> huddle. So it like just having only been in Korea for six weeks, that experience was. Yeah, that was it was a good wacky. In- <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's you know it was mean. a good inauguration. Yeah, to, like, wacky, in Korea. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, at least it wasn't you that broke their foot. No, but like, that would suck. Mm. I yeah. broke my foot. I wouldn't make other people stuff. But sometimes you don't realize it until until you after the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, until you've been on like nineteen drinks and, and you know. Yeah, we got a few friends. We, we got a few friends. You're tapping into a sympathy I don't have. <laughs> we got a few friends. What they've been in that situation where they break something and the next day they don't realize anything until the next day. No names. <laughs> yeah. We've definitely got a few. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was happens a, quite often, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that, I've actually seen. I think it was you. Was it you that <laughs> tried? Why are you to, looking uh, at D? <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest. That's the greatest playoff. Paul's, Paul's face looked like, "What the fuck are you looking at me for?" And he looks at me and he goes, "Why are you looking at D?" <laughs> You know those kiddie pools? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> this isn't it how away, it's going to go. <laughs> wasn't it you that tried to dive in one of those kiddie pools? Okay. I, actually, this is fine. I'm gonna, I'll, 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 we'll tell this you before. You didn't break anything. Before we wrap things up. You could have killed yourself. From this section. Are we wrapping things up soon? Sure. Let me tell this. Can please wrap things up? Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up after this little story. But You and the ramen. It's Actually, it's good. It's good because it ties into water parks. But there weren't as many children. Were you wearing right? a condom when you did it? <laughs> no. Because you had ramen? <laughs> All right. Did you wet so your noodle? Just let me talk, gentlemen. So we went, I did. But we went to, um, we went to a water park. I think it was up north. It was for this, uh, it was for a Busan band, right? At the time, I don't remember the name. Uh, one Drop East, that was it. It was, a I one, I remember it was the One Drop East coach like trip to to way up north to some massive water park so we got on the bus at like six in the morning most of the people in busan were already drunk they're getting on the bus we all got on we, obviously everybody was pounding soju all the way up to this huge water park trip the rest is normal like get into the water park drank a load of drinks and then obviously this went on all day it was an absolutely fantastic day you know but we came there was a group of us there some good friends uh, and we came out of the water park. The sun had gone down, and I was, you know, strutting a lot. I'd, I'd apparently got got sorted out, got changed, and everything. And I was strutting along to go towards the um, the house party that some of these guys had planned. And there was like what I believed at the time to be a, a, a swimming pool in front of us, but actually I was just in the car park, and it was a fountain. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was very, very. <laughs> but uh so i thought oh yeah i'm gonna go and dive in that and i just went like 
head first into this phone. I don't know how I'm alive, to be honest with you. What an argonaut. It wasn't a phone. Oh, it was, it was literally one of those It wasn't kiddie a kiddie pool. It was not. It was, a, it was like a fountain in the car park. And, and I, for some ridiculous reason, I've, I've, I've gone in there head first and obviously split my head wide open. We're talking it, less than a foot deep of water. It was less than a foot. And <laughs> as soon as you jump in, you stone cold it's a good sober. Thing you, you didn't break your fucking neck. I didn't. No, I just really broke my head. So then I've got this huge gash, but we're miles away from anything. So I've gone to the party <laughs> and strutted in there and like grabbed some towels and I just had them like pinned in my head for like two, three hours. And then I went home thinking, not home, but to the little apartment we're staying at. And I thought, you know, this is not good. So I've got some, like, bandages and things to stick it together and everything. And uh, people were saying, you know, you should probably go to hospital. But I didn't want to go to hospital because I was obviously a little bit tipsy. Um, So I went to sleep. And uh, obviously the next day I've woken up and it's kind of started sealing up, you know. And then I had this, like, I've got this ridiculous scar. Actually, it might have gone. But I've got a scar somewhere. Another one. So got just, plenty. just to go back, see, some people get drunk and they get hurt, but they just don't bring it up until later on. So because they don't want to spoil the party. You give that. You got to give that girl a little bit of a break, you know. Because well, she from Luke's story, because but, but, but broke. She voice. she went home with four dudes, and I'm sure she gave them a break. So <laughs> actually, oh, when when she left, we were all out of ramen. Nah. I think she took it. She took your noodle? <laughs> and the condoms are gone. Did she take all your noodles? It was our noodles. <laughs> it was our noodles. Um, so anyway, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to get in some birthdays and shout outs. And we're, we're, I think we're going to get into a little bit about music, which Luke liked yeah, a, a lot. lot. Everybody Very loves cool. music. By the way, that the, the word of the day I said before is argonaut. Paul, you are an argonaut. You're you're a guy that like chases after some dangerous but fun stuff. Oh yeah, I like that. You're such a fucking argonaut. Argonaut. Yeah. That's my middle name since I don't have one now. It's Paul Argonaut Roberts. Uh, and Luke, you're an argonaut as well. So Scott, we have yet to hear you. So argonaut the word story. of the day is arrogant. Is that what you said? So you guys are all actually, arrogant. You know what? Actually, if you change the word, the letters around, it could be arrogant. No, yes. actually, argonaut, Scott. Actually, I, I, the, I uh, agree. You're all. Arrogant. The professional. Is that what it was? Yes, that's right. uh, You're an arrogant argonaut, you dick. Yeah. Definitely. So when we come back, we're going to get a little bit about music from back home and Korea and a whole bunch of other shit. So we'll be right back after this. Want to know what's going on in Changwon City? Check out the new website, The Chong Winner. You can find reviews to anything related to Changwon City, stories from people living in Changwon City, and what the weekend holds for the area. Post your own reviews, stories, and events, as well as add to our forum. The Chong Winner is also home for Changwon's first and only podcast, hosted by Scott D. and Paul. Find out everything there is to know about living the life in Changwon now. Visit www.changwonner.com today. You'll see why life here just got more interesting. Looking for a great night out? Then come on down to BK House. Great music, great food, and great drink specials. It's always a fun time, and there's always a great crowd. We're open late and serve food until closing time. Outdoor patios, darts, and so much more. This is our house, BK House, located in downtown Changwon. 
Follow us on Facebook at BK House Bar. It's Scott, D, and Paul with What's Going On in Changwon, the Changwoner Podcast. All right, we're back with the Changwoner Podcast. And once again, always with me is D and Paul, and we're joined by our special guest. Here we go again, special. Special. And the special best. Our special guest, <laughs> Luke. Mason. It's only the second part. Why are you already <laughs> slurring already? I don't know. We didn't have fucking technical difficulties this time. We no. didn't have difficulties this time. You know what? You guys, difficulties. You guys are so great. I'll be your special guest anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so we're joined by our not so special guest, Luke Mason. Yeah. And sound like a question, Luke Mason. That's me. Which actually we just met. Like in the past week, yeah. Actually, I got a little funny story about that. Just quick, is that sure, I think it was cool. probably Friday night. We were sitting around here at BK House, uh, enjoying a good time here, as one always does at BK House. And uh, we were playing the game Catchphrase, and the, oh. the phone was being passed around the group. And there was this guy I didn't know sitting in the middle, and he picks it up and he starts like describing his word. And I perk up and I'm like, "That's Scott." Because I didn't know what he looked like, but, but I recognized his voice, his voice yeah. from the podcast. You recognize uh, <laughs> and Donald Sutherland's it, voice. It's, it's so rare in life. You hear someone's voice a bunch before you meet them, Scott, and you don't know what they look like. Have you right? talked to Katniss Everdeen recently, Scott? I can't stand Katniss. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why did she shoot a bow and arrow? She at is you? the rebel. Shooting uh, arrow. She's, she's the establishment. disrupting my plans. What a bitch. I don't really know those movies, so I don't know. He wants his power to keep his power. I just think I think you sound like uh, Donald Sutherland from the Italian Job in the beginning when he's talking to before he gets killed. Sorry, <laughs> the Italian Spoiler. Job. Spoiler: the got, remake <laughs> of the Italian Job. The remake, yeah, like uh, two thousand ish with Jason Statham. It's a Bob huge Wubber. plot point because otherwise Charlize Theron wouldn't have joined the crew. That's right. You needed a chick to balance that out. Safe cracker. <laughs> so Luke is... Is that safe cracker or safe cracker? <laughs> I think it's saf e-cracker. <laughs> One of uh, Luke's passion besides uh, water parks <laughs> and <laughs> ramen and condoms. Hey, in which, fairness, which those are, are all great things. And they'll all go together. <laughs> is uh, music. So we're going to talk a little bit about music both, you know, from back home and in Korea. Yeah, cool. So uh, my first question to you, what's your favorite genre of music? Ooh. Um, That's really hard. I know what mine is. It's hard in the sense that it's actually a genre that encompasses a lot of genres. Mm -hmm. And I feel like cheating for saying it, but it's it's rock and roll, for sure. Okay. By by a country mile, (laughs) if you will. So what's your favorite song? My favorite song? Yes. Um, I think with all of the factors of musical brilliance and nostalgia, I would have to say probably Where the Streets Have No Name by U2 okay. is my favorite song. Okay. Paul, what's your favorite? Oh, I don't know. But U2, I heard they have a crazy live act, right? I don't know if anybody's seen that, but I heard that like they get a live act going and it's just nuts. They got 
crazy stage things going on and huge lights and screens and all that sort of thing. I'd love to see that kind of thing, right? It's weird because I'm not a big U2 fan. But you mentioned rock and roll and you said the country mile. The last time I was home, which wasn't too long ago. Did you, did you say the country mile? By a country mile. By a country mile, oh, sorry. Country. Which Whatever. is like, like a little bit of a joke. But I was just going to say how rock and roll seems to be the new country back home. Like new country. Like I literally on country channels hear bands that I like. I've heard Metallica on a country channel. Uh, Aerosmith, all these bands. <laughs> just it's like, like classic rock has become the new country. Just, <laughs> did you guys hear that Steven Tyler just put out a country, I think it was a country album? Steven Tyler from Aerosmith put out a country, at least one country song. I know that. He's doing country music now. Like literally legit country music. Well, I mean, if you are listening to a country station that's playing Metallica mm-hmm. and Aerosmith, <laughs> I'm think you're listening to a country station that just gave up <laughs> possible right, right? Like, but there are just like fuck it there are, there are a lot of old school <laughs> rock bands that are being played on country channels yeah sure and i think like if you really analyzed it the lines between genres get blurry sometimes because some bands have songs that are sound more like a different genre than what they're more famously attributed to but mm. Um, like when I say rock and roll, I mean I love punk music, and I love indie music, and I love grunge. Alt- I love grunge. I love alternative rock. I love classic rock. Basically, any combination of guitars, bass, an singers. actual actual band. Yeah, a band. Um, but like because country music also does kind of fit those descriptions, I feel like I have to say that. It all that is the genre of music that really just I don't I don't relate to any of it. Yeah, I don't so, relate to any of it. So you, obviously you play a lot of music. So you know if you're playing playing music, what what do you think you would describe your genre of music as that you play? Um, probably uh, like alt rock. I think alternative rock mm-hmm. music that you would never hear before 1995. <laughs> But you hear all the time since. Um, and you like you like playing the guitar, right? Yeah, I love playing the guitar. Um, I feel a little gun shy to say uh, that I play guitar. I think that I, pl- I I like to play music and I like to dance around and sing. Uh, I think I would call myself a performer who plays music as opposed to a mu- musician. But it's still a passion as a like thoughtful pursuit for sure who would you say is your favorite guitarist jimmy page jimmy page definitely yeah i i would i think even though where the streets have no name is my favorite song i would put a gun to my head say listen to one band for the rest of your life go it's without a doubt led zeppelin it's it's interesting because uh did you see that documentary I think it's called Some Like It Loud. Yeah, with uh, The Edge. Jimmy Page, The uh, Edge. Jack White. Yeah. Yeah, they were rocking out. That was awesome. That was a great little documentary. Yeah. So, So yeah. Paul, what's your ultimate all-time favorite song? I don't think you ever said. Territorial Pissings by Nirvana. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Nah, it's not, you know. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I I know. I, I love lots of music. Right. How about your favorite guitarist? 
favorite guitarist <sighs> not again I mean come on that's really difficult like people will slay me for this but I, I do like the old style of Hendrix I really mm-hmm. do I do people are like he was shit he was all about his guitar I technician I do not think you know at all I mean? he was shit I think he was one right. of the, he was a fucking champion he was right, the greatest right right but yeah, you know, there's so many wicked guys out there, or so many wicked guys that have been out there. It seems a lot of these guys are dead by now. Mm. But yeah, I don't have that many favorites. Like it's such a hard thing to pin down. I you think, know what I mean? I think also, like as a music fan, that's not really how you think about music when you're just on your own, right? Like I have, I don't know about you guys, but I have never just consciously categorized what I like. Right. What about? particular guitarist or a band right because it's an emotional thing to begin with right so that's true but i I think that that every person might have the best their favorite song ultimate favorite song like that changes so much okay so your walkout song then how's that paul the walkout song come on dude come on we were just doing (laughs) we were just doing beersby at the river the other day it's raining man (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) Amen. Wow. <laughs> Luke, you might want to give him one of your condoms there. <laughs> While you're eating ramen, walking out to the... <laughs> oh, all right. What's your favorite walkout song, then? Come My on, favorite walkout be? song? Um, Beast Boys, Gotta Fight for Your Right, right to Party. To Party. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's hard to put it down, though, you know? But my favorite guitarist is kind of weird. I don't know if you guys would ever know this guy. His name's Steve Vai. Oh, I've heard of Steve Vai, yeah. Steve Vai, he's, he's one of those guys that like, make his guitar talk when he's, uh, when he's playing. You know, like you ask, him, ask a question, he can make this guitar say yes, okay, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's a wicked guitarist. He had one album where he, the entire album was just... I mean, a lot of musicians do that, but just him playing guitar the entire time and it was just yes i have i actually have three of his cds yeah he's, he's wicked guitarist and I he think played with a lot of famous people he had too, one really including. good song called bangkok i think mm-hmm. and it was uh like you you listen to it and you're like you you, you can anybody who's been to bangkok they listen to this song and, and you get goosebumps just listening to it um i say my ultimate favorite song though my ultimate favorite song is um crazy game of poker by oar i don't know if anybody's ever heard of that one you're shaking his head. I've heard of that group. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the song, though. Yeah, I remember when I was, um, I mean, you said uh, music is an emotional response, right? I, I remember I was uh, working at a bar, an Irish pub, and we had live bands uh, play Wednesday through Saturday uh, of the week, and that's all the times I worked when I was in university. And we had this band, um, Ten Foot Big. It was like a local band, but they play cover songs. They play their own stuff as well. And I was remembering listening um, when I was grabbing beer kegs and stuff, changing them around the, in, the, in the basement, and they started playing their their crazy game of poker, and walking out, and just one of those perfect moments when you're listening to music and just is clarity, where you see like uh, maybe a bit of maybe a bit of flash of light, you know, from above, whatever, and the dancing, everybody jumping up the floors, making the dust fall down from the rafters yeah. and it was only me in the basement and that was just like a, a perfect uh, yeah. so, uh, solid uh, moment of, of, of peace for well, me I, I mean I know exactly the feeling you're describing because uh, like I'm, I'm not a religious person but I think music is totally spiritual I think music for sure. can transcend yeah. religion yeah you 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 are so... It's actually like kind of zen, 
right? You're just so a part of what's happening to you at that moment. Right. There's, no, there's no subject of your brain mm. analyzing the objects of around you. It's the same thing. Yeah. You said Zen, too. Like A lot of Buddhist monks use music to attain that sure. spiritual uh, awakening, that well, next level consciousness. I mean, I'm no expert on uh, the Buddhist meditation but i'm like from what i know zen is the moment where subject and object are one yeah and i have i can relate to that idea because of music yeah. music is the thing that um like i can even just give you an example from my life a week ago uh there the foo fighters were playing a show up at the ansan rock festival that's pretty cool up near seoul yeah and actually just as a, a slight digression because it's a cool little story about a month ago uh, Dave Grohl, the lead singer and uh, frontman and uh, like brain brainchild of Foo Fighters, he he was playing a show in Sweden, and he was rocking out so hard that he fell off the stage, oh, and, he, and he broke his leg. Oh. He broke his leg during a concert, and he got like okay, what what do most bands do when their lead singer breaks a leg, literally during they, a show? Uh, they wait until four a.m. And complain about it to somebody <laughs> that's around. Sure, exactly. <laughs> they pull four exactly, ran- right? random Swedes to come wake you up. No, th- what Dave Grohl <laughs> did is he got Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, to play covers until a doctor could wrap his leg up and he could finish the show. Yeah, that's pretty the, awesome. And they did have to cancel a few sh- They had to cancel, the. I think it was the remainder of their European tour, which, you know, they really didn't want to do. But, like... I feel like most bands, when their lead singer breaks a, uh, a limb during a concert, they're going to have to take a little time off to, like, a little healing period, right? Yeah. Like, 90, 99% of bands. Sorry, we had tours planned this summer, but we can't do it. And, like, I would understand that. You know, like, that's, that's a legitimate reason to have to cancel a tour. Yeah, but I would, right? I would love to see a, a singer who broke his leg, comes out in a wheelchair, and still fucking rocks it out. So that would out. be fucking awesome. Yeah, well, you know right? what I'm well, you're not far right. off, D. Yeah. You're not far off. Yeah, because right. Is that what Dave, Dave Grohl got a, um, a guitar throne right. made for him. And he, a guitar throne. Yeah, a guitar, a, a guitar yeah, of thrones. As you, if Did you that will. look like one of those Game of Thrones? A thrones? little bit. I think that was the inspiration. <laughs> and so, like, about ten days later, they're touring again, and he's playing the shows, sitting down with his cast on, but he just didn't want to, like, lose any of the time. And, yeah, and all not? the fans wanted to see him yeah, and well, see the right. band. You break a leg, that doesn't like, mean you can, can't sing. Exactly, exactly. You know? And like that level of commitment to his band and his fans and his show is just such... I think when, when the Foo Fighters are done and it's all legacy instead of just contemporary, I think Dave Grohl is going to be legitimately mentioned with the guys like Lennon and McCartney mm. and... Complete legend. Complete mm. and total music legend. Wicked. Like Eddie, Eddie I've been, getting, yeah. I, I've been yeah. getting to wonder if he wasn't most of the brainchild behind Nirvana. Well, I guess we'll never know. No. <laughs> but anyway, did you ever, so... Did you ever see uh, Eddie Vedder? I did. Eddie Vedder live? I saw Pearl Jam once, yeah. and it was... Tran- I've, transcendental. I've never seen. I've sure. never seen Pearl Jam live. I've never seen Eddie Vedder play live. He went but through I, about I, four bottles of wine I, during the set. I just remember one one show that I saw online. I was just watching it on YouTube when he was singing "Better Man," 
and he and he started singing it, and then every, the entire audience started singing the lyrics, and he just stepped back from the mic and just started just playing the guitar, and the entire audience sang mm-hmm. the song, and I was just I was just I was floored. I was just absolutely floored because that. Can you imagine? I couldn't even imagine. Like you, you, you make a song you, like that, and and thirty thousand people are singing the song for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and thirty thousand people who don't know each other. That's right. Right? Like that's that's the the real fucking beauty of music yeah. is that, and you can get it at a concert of thirty thousand people, or you can get it at a concert of twenty five people in BK House. Yeah. And you play a song people know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, strangers put their arms around each other. Yeah, it yeah. brings and everybody they, together, and right? They, and they're singing, and they have this this kind of shared passion. Right. And, you know, like, when the Foo Fighters were playing, they're playing all their hits. They're playing all the songs people love. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's loving it. And, you know, it's just, um, it's like a higher plane. It's a level of meditation, that, yeah. right? It's a, that's, it's a higher plane. That's that, the only that happened to us when we went to Japan last time for the UFC. Yeah. We were in a, a club afterwards. I don't remember the name, but I think it was a Bon Jovi "It's Your Life." Oh, okay, came on. I don't remember. Yeah, that's typical. <laughs> but uh, everybody just went wild, and everybody's you know jumping up and down and holding each other. Oh, I do remember. Where, where okay. before that, well, yeah, you know, everybody was just sitting around. But right. It's funny sometimes that one song can come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And everybody's had the right amount of drinks. Well, and just go and music, it just, it's just, even just like physiologically, it gets you. You just hear someone hitting a bass drum, and it's like right in your middle of your chest, mm-hmm. and you can feel it. Yeah, you, well, that, like, that, and you know to dance. That, that's nobody needs I, to teach you how to. Nobody needs right. to teach children that they should want to dance. That's right. Right? They just do it. Well, that's what yeah. I was saying before. Like with the the, the monks, what they do it when when they they sing, they actually do a chant, right? Yeah. And they they have that diaphragm uh, vibration mm-hmm. that just physiologically makes everything else in their body yep. kind of tuned on to the right I'm rhythm. More, I'm more of a chair dancer myself. <laughs> it's about as far as you get, you know, when that one song comes on that everybody's going ape shit to. <laughs> I might be like sitting in my chair pumping my fist well, or something. But I love the old like Everybody getting together, you put your arms around each other, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of people that you know, even if you don't know, yeah. and just everybody just goes for it. You know what I mean? And you're just belting that song out. How about mosh pits? I never, I never was a mosh pit guy. Um, I think mosh pits are like a uh, sign of like more, like those are more for the people. Tension who, relief. Yeah, and also, I think. It's a way of showing that you are a hardcore fan of the band, that you are going to be in the mosh pit, mm. and you're going to just... I've been in a few out. of those. Yeah, oh, I have I'm too, sure. You see, you see Metallica. You see Metallica live? Yeah. I've like, seen quite a few bands. Yeah. You saw Metallica... Hardcore bands. Live. You saw Metallica live here, right? Yeah, that was in 2006. I actually went backstage. Yeah, right. Like, you went to VIP. I hung out with... Right? Uh, with the band and all that beforehand. And it was kind of funny because there's only a few Korean fans backstage. Not, no Western. Like, uh, it's just me and uh, about 10 Koreans. And, you know, we got to meet the band. I watched them practice and shit like that. 
But I was a little bit... Metallica's my favorite band all the time. I was a little bit pissed off at the fact I was missing the opening band. Because it was Tool. You know Tool? Oh, yeah. Tool's fucking awesome. I'm a pretty big fan of theirs, too. So I had a couple of friends, which was uh, Bruce and Luke from back home. Right. And, uh, you know, they were out watching. And I kind of wanted to get out there. Yeah. Definitely wanted to see Tool, but I was meeting my all-time favorite band, so I was like, fuck it, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not going to turn that down. Mm-hmm. But I, I, began to, I began to wonder about, how am I going to find those fucking guys? This is an Olympic park, right? Yeah. You know, obviously, it was packed. How am I going to find my friends, you right. know, later yeah, on? Yeah. So uh met the band, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get out. It was halfway through Tool. So I got out and I bought all kinds of beer, you know, before I was going in. And they're like, oh, you can't bring that in. I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I waited outside and drank all the beers as fast (laughs) as I could. Got inside. I was like, how am I going to find these fucking guys? So I called Luke and I was like, Luke. It was kind of a quiet time between songs. I was like, Luke, put your hands up. And he put one hand up. I was like, put two hands up put two hands up and I saw them wow. they're right near the How front lucky. so I went right you know just pushed my way through not mm. that you know I'm not a big guy but it's bigger than a lot of people that were in the crowd so I kind of pushed my way through and got up found them so you it's hot as hell it was actually on a holiday coming up next week August 15th 14th mm. yeah like the middle of summer right? August 14th it was hot as fuck mm. Tool and Metallica, though, wow. Yeah. What a show. They're just both coming from uh, Japan. Wow. I've so seen a couple that... concerts. I've seen, uh, I actually got to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. and I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. In Korea. and uh, Not in Korea, I didn't see. But... Uh, Dave Navarro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Dave What was Navarro. the band he played for? Uh, Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction opened because Dave Navarro <laughs> also played for was playing Chili for Peppers. the Chili Peppers at the time. <laughs> So they yeah. opened, and, you know, we yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah. But going back, my favorite favorite song of all time is uh, Barbie Girl by Aqua. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Girl yeah. in a Barbie. So that funny. one? Jesus, yeah. No, it just, it's not. They nailed it. <laughs> so, what, Luke, what's your ultimate ultimate concert festival event you've ever seen, then? Well, I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to be a little repetitive here, but I actually saw the Foo Fighters once before in yeah. 2008. Uh, okay. Uh, during their Echoes, Silence, Patience, Grace tour. And, you know, I was, I was, I think I was 21 at the time. And I grew up in a town that didn't have any major concerts come through. And I'd been to a few before, but then to see them in an arena, one of my favorite bands ever. And yeah, I don't know. I've had some special music moments, like, Pearl Jam yeah. for sure was yeah. one of them, and uh, actually, uh, I'll say with a little smile, when I saw Blink One Eighty Two, it was pretty incredible too. You know not, what? Not Aqua for my. <laughs> well, no, I. The thing was, Aqua was playing at the same so- same time as Pearl Jam at the festival. Did you get the wrong tickets? <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, Aqua. The thing was, I was, I was hungry, and it was jam. <laughs> Paul, what's Aqua the, what's sold out to a water company, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you can buy Aqua by the bottle now. 
<laughs> so I hope you can. <laughs> Jesus, what's the best festival or concert you ever seen? Paul? Man, like I have to say, you know, I've been, I had the, I've been fortunate enough to be at Glastonbury, and I loved it. But to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. It was probably the first concert that I ever went to, and it was because it was in such a small little venue in Newcastle, and it was actually the Spin Doctors. And I think it was just, I don't know, man, like, they're great. I love their music, but I wouldn't say that they're the best band. They, you sang, know, I don't, they sang Runaway Train? Was that what it's called? Spin Doctors? Uh, Runaway no, Train? No, they, no, 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 no. If you want to call yeah. me, baby. Two Princes was yeah, their two big princes, hit. Two Princes, right? That was their uh, big hit. Yeah. I just sang. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the first. So the first band you ever saw. Was it was the first band oh, that Jesus. I, it was the first band that Please I ever went to see live, and I just think it blew my mind, you know. And yeah. also, their music was really bloody good as well. And I've seen quite a few since then. I wouldn't say that I've seen so many, but Jamiroquai <clears throat> also is another British band. They were pretty cool, but uh, I don't know, man. Like they were awesome. It was a great ad. What about yourself, T? What? Was the question? Well, okay. Question. His first band. What was your first band you ever not, saw not, live? Oh, the first band. Okay, sorry, dude. New Kids on the Block. <laughs> 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 I think they, I was like. They were born to rock. I think I was like ten years old, and I got front like six row center tickets at Kings Island in Cincinnati. <laughs> did you pay extra money for those? I tickets? didn't. I don't even know who bought the tickets, but I'm so embarrassed to tell that story because. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg, man. Donnie Wahlberg, but you know what? New Kids just had a reunion tour, and Mark Wahlberg mm. went on stage with them because he was one of the original band members in New Kids on the Block. I don't even know why I know that. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. So, Luke, what was the first band you ever saw live? <laughs> first band? Uh, I saw like a ton of just kind of like local shows growing up in a small town that I wouldn't call my first concert. But the first one I remember was when I moved to Calgary to go to university. And it was uh, actually a couple of emo hardcore bands. It was uh, The Used and Alexis on Fire. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of those. I know Alexis on Fire. Alexis on Fire is a pretty fucking wicked band. But um, I was going to ask you guys because um, I feel like as I've grown up, the role music has played in my life has changed a little bit. And in the sense that when I was a little kid, it was pure just dancing, right? Like you feel... Like house and trance and... <laughs> no, 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 no. But like you, you get like the, just the difference between normal life and music coming on, right? It's just so... I mean, I was a kid. We'd had this little chair in the house that I would sit on and just spin around for like 20 minutes. Because there was a song on, you know and I just love dancing. So, like, when you're a little kid, it's just pure reaction, pure <laughs> instinct, right? And then when I got older, like a teenager, it became much more like, oh, fuck, girls are annoying, and my friends suck, and what kind of music is going to make me feel better because I'm all hormonal and shitty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, I would find, like... Girls it, suck? I would... Is that what you just said? <laughs> I would find like I never went through that period of my life. <laughs> no, I said girls are annoying. Do you have uh, one song where you do you have one song where where um you listen to music but then you heard this song and then you listen to music? Uh yeah. It was uh Ramble On, Led Zeppelin. Okay. That was the song that, that changed my taste from 
pure reaction to like spirituality. Yeah, and just yearning, yeah. yearning for it more. Mine but was so, Satellite by Dave Matthews. It's oh, a good choice. Yeah, I was just sitting on a bank in uh, Canada, yeah. um, the Boundary Waters. But like, I always found that like in music, people would talk different than they do in life. You know, like yeah. you just you hear more interesting and like honest thoughts coming out in song lyrics. So when I was younger, I was like, oh man, this is where people speak the truth all the time, you know? And so you get like the deeper meanings in life from the songs. And I think as I've gotten a little older, music has kind of lost that aspect for me. I get it more now from like reading and literature. Okay. But what music does for me now is it plays a, like a nostalgic role, for one thing, because the 90s just had awesome music videos. Well, that's interesting, because I just read an article not too long ago where it said, by the time you're 30, 30s, mm. like 30... Shit, uh, that's going to be next year for me. Thank God. Uh, by the time you're 30, you, you're not going to have any new taste in music. Everything... Before already established. Yeah, I don't know. Already I can, established. I can already say established. that that happened to me. It didn't happen to me, and you know why? Because and actually, um, you know, it it kind of did. But I, I like um, a bit of snowboarding, and I found that um, man, I can't even remember the genre of music now. So it doesn't have that much of effect. But like, I, I listened to trance music when I was at university, and rock music, and everything. Like, I like it all, all of it for different times in your life or different aspects of situations, things, like, like situations. Working, out, working out of the gym, whatever. Right. Uh, All sorts. So, but it was, um, ah, man, breakbeat. And, um, I'll come back to it later when I remember, I can't remember. And, and it's a funny thing because you know, when there's one word for whatever that you can never seem to remember, like for me, I, I get that a lot. Like there's a certain genre of music which is this one, and I can never really. I is think it, you, uh, I remember you listening to workout music. Who's the guys that did the soundtrack to the remake of Tron? Oh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's not that. Alex Walsh does a lot of mixing in is this it, music. Uh, is it Argonaut? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll come back to it. But I found what that a, even Luke, you're already a legend. I think I, I think I'm trying to live young. <laughs> but I found that I like a certain different new kind of music, but on a limited scale. Like, for example, this new music, which I'll hopefully remember later, um, I'm limited to a certain part of that music, so it fits in more with trance music, so it's more like a regular beat as opposed to the stuff that's really out there. I wish I could remember what this is, but who cares? Let's move on. Scott, how about, Scott, how about you? The question I, I asked these guys is what... When when did you have a, what was the song where you listened to music and then this song made you listen to music? I'll give it out all quick as I can. All the questions we just asked. My favorite come out song or mm. favorite song of all time is Come Out. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Your favorite, come, out? Back. Your favorite uh, come, come song? Come come, <laughs> not, song? come out of the closet song? Is your, that what it no, was? No, no, like your favorite come song. Walkout song? Is that Wa- what it was? Walkout song, okay. Or my favorite song of all time. No, is yeah, start, C- start favorite walkout song. Yeah, walkout okay, song. Sorry. COD by ACDC. Okay. My favorite band of all time is Metallica, which mm-hmm. I mentioned. Oh. My favorite musicians, like all around musicians, mm-hmm. would be uh, Jeff Martin. I think he, he was the lead singer of the Tea Party. 
yeah, yeah. He's a great guitarist. Mm. He's uh, all he had some you know, great every, songs. Yeah, big shiny tunes. All that thing. To all the Canadian listeners out there. <laughs> Corey Tyler, who's uh, the lead singer of Slipknot. Okay. Well. You'd be surprised what he does. Though. I'm. I am. I'm. I have. I really don't have any. He, he any has other bands and does an acoustic tour and all kinds of things. The only thing I know about Slipknot is they just wear the masks. That's it all. No, nah, man, but they, they they did like acoustic stuff, right? Corey Tyler did. Yeah, and Stone Sour. Stone Sour is his other band. We were playing it the other night here. I think he he does a version of uh, gorgeous music. Wicked Wicked Ways. Anyway, Wicked Game. Cr- Wicked Game. Chris, Chris Isaac, yeah. And my favorite guitarist is Zach Wilde, who used to be the guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Yeah, he's sick. And he's uh has his own biker gang. And the name of the band is uh, Black Label Society. Yeah, Black Label. They're, they're, they are good, actually. Scott got me into that a little bit. Acoustic shit. And right. They're good. I they're think he's the best guitar, living guitar player. So what's the, the, the song that... What, that just broke in spirituality like you're you're listening to music and then all of a sudden this song makes you actually listen to not only music but listen to life after you, just something happened when you're listening to this song and you just thought there's just something more to life than this because this song brought it out uh i think i mentioned it it was barbie girl aqua you said that's your favorite <laughs> song but no that's the one that just I broke down. You broke down. Yeah. You cried. Didn't know. Did you sob? I was like, I never heard anything like this in my life. Did you, did you actually like weep? Uh, I was weeping. Two notes. In I have a head. question for you guys. Yo. What are your nostalgia songs? What are the songs that, if you hear them, you think about being a kid, just and having an just, awesome just time? Just to go with back quick, my first concert was Honeymoon Suite. Piano Man by Billy Joel. Oh, come okay. on. Yeah. Actually, that's my Korean nostalgia song. That's that's the one I when I was growing up my dad listened to uh Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, um these uh, 80s and 70s 80s bands. So uh, Piano Man by Billy Joel. Bicycle by Queen. Mm. Because my dad always had the LP mm. and he, it was always he, he didn't have many. He had only like six LPs <laughs> underneath the desk thing. But he would you'd always play that, you know. I want to ride my bicycle. bicycle I, I love that. Awesome song. Um but I did remember what I was thinking of just to slip it in, it was dubstep. Mm. Oh, and and I think oh, that the the reason why I was trying to explain that half of the dubstep I love and half of it I hate is because half of the dubstep fits into some sort of generic beat. Mm. which I like about trance music, but the other half just goes kind of off the wall, and that's pretty out there and too crazy for me, but I do feel like after my 30s, I started loving that. Mm. So, Scott, there you go. Scott? Uh, what was the question again? Nostalgia music. Uh, pretty much anything 80s, early 80s. Oh, I'm getting a, a slight I, sense that you guys are all a little older than me. Uh, I'm, I'm, be, I, I'm being generous I'm when I say early 80s, but... <laughs> There's a lot of songs in the early 80s that I just can't forget. Mm. There's a, a song, be- mostly because that's when videos first came out. And uh, there's a couple songs that, it's because I saw them on TV, that stuck out. It's not the kind of music I ended up liking. Like, I loved Motley Crue in the early 80s. But uh, there's a couple songs, like, I don't know the name of the band, but it was like, 
she blinded me with science. Oh yeah. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And the uh, video killed the radio. Oh, that's the Buggles. Oh, that's very a, that's first MTV Isn't video. The Buggles? I don't know. But Real Big Fish did a good cover of that song once. There's a lot of early 80s songs. Yeah. And the one, what was the one that uh, Pierce was a baby and he was in the video? Oh. Uh, I think it was an English band, actually. It, it was, yeah, because oh, they filmed, the, they filmed baby, a video yeah. in London. Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, dance something? Oh, I can't remember. All right. Mm. But there's a lot of early 80s, because that's when videos came out. Yeah. A lot of things became big. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a big fan of Zeppelin and Queen. Queen had a lot of great songs. Well, I uh, I came came of age, as it were, in the late '90s, early 2000s. So my nostalgia songs are bands like uh, Third Eye Blind, yeah. and uh, definitely a lot of Oasis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, as I got like a little older into my teenage years, a lot of the like emo and hardcore bands. Really took my fancy. Can I ask Blank you a really yeah. naive Green question? Day. I'm yeah. really kind of dumb about this. I okay. Really dumb. Can you explain what the fuck the word emo means? Well, I have no. I I've looked it up. I've fucking. I'm just dumb when it comes to this right. word. Well, it's supposed to mean like emotional music, but uh-huh. it's obviously a bad label because. Any good music is a little bit emotional, right? Yeah, that, that's where it confuses uh, me. The negative connotation of it, I think, is more synonymous with whiny. Like, whiny music. Like, people complaining all the time. All the lyrics are about how hard done by they are. And usually sung by, like, people who grew up in suburbs. So it's isn't, basically isn't, everything from the nineteen or late 1990s <laughs> and the early right. 2000s. But isn't emo a type of bird? That's an that's emu. Emu. Uh, but um, the thing about again with my speaking, I think, thank God Scott is this, on are my they side. spelled the same? No, I think emo um, and emu are different. I think emo. Depending on where you're from, thank you very emo much. Emo got a negative connotation because of its whininess, right? Yeah. yeah. But the but thing is, there's a lot say of like he's emo or whatever. Oh well, means. that's like a tr- that's like a fashion style oh, or wow. like a, a way of presenting yourself to the world yeah. that you don't need my help for. Just go watch South Park. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, like, the thing is, there are a lot of really good bands that get branded emo because they play high-energy, higher-pitched vocals type of music. So, like, the characteristics of emo often were, like, uh, loud music, high-pitched vocals, and very, like, like, teenage-esque lyrics, right? Mm. Uh, so and like a lot of those bands were super shitty. All right, so can you give me an example of uh, three three bands that might be emo, like good emo or shitty emo? Shitty emo. Uh, well, probably the by emo. far the worst is a band. <laughs> do you guys remember a band called Simple Plan? I do. They were so they bad. sang number two. They number sang so the bad. they sang the theme song to uh, Breakfast Club. No, no. <laughs> Am I way off? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Simple Mind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Scott's like what? 20 years out. <laughs> what, what did you say? <laughs> simple. Simple plan. Simple plan. They had that song. I heard Simple Mind. Um, I'm just a kid. Life is a nightmare. Anyway. I'm um, thinking, don't you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah, a great Simple Mind. That's, yeah. sim- that's yeah. Simple Mind. Jesus, I even know that, that right. Um, so, number two. 
Number two, shitty emo bands. Shitty fucking emo bands. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because I don't... I, I would say, like... Because probably the thing is I think people like this band a little bit, but I never got them, and I thought that they were like a shitty version of what is kind of emo music, and I, it was Billy Talent. I never really... I don't know if you remember that band at all. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, see, I'm a different... All right, number three. Um, well, probably The Used. The Used were another band like that. But see, you guys, I'm talking to... So... <laughs> <laughs> Me, we're all just like looking confused. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like guys, I said, when I got in my 30s, I stopped listening to... Do you to guys it. know... You guys know Warp Tour, right? You've heard I've of Warp Tour? Right? Actually, so so this is when bands got big from the, these genres was Warp Tour. And I think Warp Tour started in the late 90s, but it really like hit its stride in the mid 2000s. Mm. And so like I'm going to throw bands like Taking Back Sunday or Brand New or AFI. Are these the good, or, good yeah, these are the good ones. All right, right. AFI, okay. Motion City Soundtrack. I've these, heard of them actually. Yeah, these yeah. are bands that like I know I know awesome. Woodstock. Yeah, have, have there been any festivals since then? <laughs> well, see, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this Lollapalooza. This genre of music know, is that it got people feeling like they had community, right? Mm. Like it, 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 it's misfit music is essentially what it is. And like Nirvana started misfit music, but but Nirvana was but Nirvana is just one band, emo. just one band, yes. right? So if everybody likes the same band, you're not differentiating yourself in any way. My so favorite, my favorite rock and roll band of all time, yeah. might be Guns N' Roses. Yeah, because they. Do you hear about their feud? Th- oh, yes. I, I've heard everything about them, but they were a true like rock and roll, drugs party, don't give a fuck band. Yeah. I just remember like buying their album, or their CD at the time, and opening up the. Uh, the 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 jacket of the CD, mm-hmm. and seeing some half naked girl like lying on the road and mm-hmm. fucking people monsters and stuff over her and shit like that, and I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. But I was they're thinking I was in high they're school, a real rock band in terms of living the life. Obviously, it didn't sure, last yeah. that long, but but I think that um, like a lot all of assholes, a lot of maybe, the grunge, a lot of the grunge came about because. And like a lot of people were pissed off with bands like that. Yeah, I think the original grunge I think was from Canada. Oh, really? Neil Young. Well, yeah, okay. I see what you mean there. But like, like what about goths? A gothic, like you know, like goths like and where Marilyn Manson fits in. Yeah, like shit? all that stuff. Like when I grew up, there was so many in school, and you know that you know, they were an accepted part of goths, the school community. The th- I know? think like, the goths, goths would. Still look down on the emos. Really? Yeah, of they would. I think so because they goths, like goths are the cool people. Everybody, everybody just sees emos as pussies. Yeah, I used to like. Essentially, what it comes down to. I used to like. <laughs> I used but to like, like goth girls. Yeah, like I, I like the mm. pale see, looking, like, the black, black makeup around, around the Again, eyes. I think, I think the reason that like hardcore and emo got so famous is it's like, other than grunge, it's one of the first super famous genres of music that is essentially made up of losers, right? It's like all the people who got bullied in school and, like, there's just no jocks who get into these bands at all, right? And they've got... um, They talk about those kind of issues. And lo and behold, a lot of people relate to that kind of stuff. 
And I think that that, that's, that kind of cultural movement, yeah. like, I guess it was about 10 or 11 years ago. It, I, uh, I was here then. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it, it really changed, like, a way... Uh, I would... I'm certainly not an expert on this kind of thing, but I would credit that kind of style of music for changing a lot of people's minds on a lot of things in the world. Uh, because, you know, that kind of music was celebrating things that today we're just kind of normal with, but even 10 years ago were a little taboo, like gay rights. I, yeah. You know, gay, gay rights were still even a pretty big, Taboo ten years ago. Well, I mean, who, who do you think about when you think about goth music? Who's the number one? Uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. His, For sure. He said his career died the the day that uh, Columbine happened in America and Colorado when I think it was 1999 when yeah, two, was, ki- yeah. two kids were rolled into a high school and just that that became the the sh- the shooters, mm-hmm. uh, which now has made a trend in America, which is a totally different topic. But after that, they they credited their their rampage to saying because we listened to Marilyn Manson music and that's where he said oh that after that his career took a nosedive because everybody said that, that it was his fault yeah it was his fault and, and, and that sucks man yeah I know I know I think of right. typo negative I saw I typo negative in concert yeah, do you know Lee Tigger is, is, is a fucking Hulk he's a fucking enormous guy yeah and same with Danzig uh, Danzig I never mm-hmm. saw but I saw Pantera and typo negative and awesome. I think I was about 18 years old, awesome. and I I was in a mosh pit. It was at Cincinnati, um, the gardens. I know the gardens, the uh, the riverfront, uh, not the Coliseum, but there was a there's just there's a, a venue there that that they played at, and the, these guys and the typo negative played, and uh, big guys, yeah. big guys. Um, no, sorry, it was even before typo negative played. This guy down there, they had chairs that were three uh connected three chairs this guy just down in the, in, in the in the bottom started folding up chairs and just throwing them and this mm-hmm. one guy got everybody in the stands just rushing down to the to the bottom and folding up the chairs and throwing them back and security's trying to stop everybody but it couldn't stop it and i was like 17 18 years old and i snuck by security to get down there and i swear to god I've been in mosh pits before, but that was probably one of the most tame mosh pits. Because when everybody, anybody fell down, everybody would pick the people that fell down, pick them back up, mm. and just keep them like keep them going and everything yeah. like that. And stay down in the, in the mosh pit until Pantera came on. After that, I really don't remember because it was just fucking chaos. Yeah, it sounds like a great concert to me. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, just quickly before we get into birthdays and shit. Luke, what's your opinion on Korean music? Have you listened to any Korean music? I mean, there's there's trot music, which is like like the throat shit. There's K-pop, which, you know, I'm not a big fan I'm of. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The, my exposure to Korean music has mostly been just the K-pop. K-pop? The, the, the popular stuff. Do you know the what it sounds like to me? It sounds fucking emo. <laughs> That's all mainstream. Well, you've like. already told me you don't know what that is. So well, I'm going to take that as well. You explained it to me. You explained it emo to me, and that sounds. No, emo. I think that um, actually, Korean music is almost entirely manufactured. 
Yes. Right? No. Like almost yeah. entirely manufactured. What do you and you mean? see seven or nine people in a choreographed dance on stage. Mm-hmm. And I actually think, from girl, what I've seen from. Girl bands, boy bands. Yeah, exactly. From what I've seen from some of the like more underground places in Korea, Korea is so ready to rock out. Right. Like this country is so ready for its Green Day and its Rage Against the Machine and its Nirvana and its Pearl Jam. And these bands that are like going to be able to tell them, look, look, it's okay your, your life is your own. Mm. You don't need to take everything that every authority figure in your life says at face value. That's right. You right. Know? Because that's a great point. Like our cultures, Western culture, I don't know what you guys like. My life was revolutionized by the music in it. And a lot of that music was very uh, anti-authority and very... Uh, well, they're, they're starting to have the summer festival here now mm-hmm. every year. It's put on by Citibank. I think it's called Citibank Summer yeah. Festival or something. Mm-hmm. Last year they had bands like Lip Biscuit, uh, Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, and all kinds of different music. And I think that once the themes of these kind of bands get brought out a little bit by just young Korean people talking to each other, it's going to just be a, there's a huge change in our culture from when rock and roll got introduced to now. Huge I have, change. I have two words for K-pop. What? Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Millie Vanilli. I don't know who Millie Vanilli is. <laughs> oh, they were a band in the 80s. No, it's actually 90s, two Jamaican 90s. guys. No, it was 80s. No, it was 90s. It was 80s. Maybe 90s. It was 90s. So, had all these hit songs that were so famous. They got busted for lip syncing at their concerts. They were never the original singers. Uh, okay. They were just so like showmen. Ashley Simpson, dirty, dirty bastards. Yeah. No, they actually <laughs> never sang in their life. I don't even think they spoke English. See how much respect would you lose for a band? That's what happened. Ever, they they, they, the they, end they end never. The, they the difference. From, the difference with K-pop is that you don't go into it expecting them to be singing. No. <laughs> right. So what yeah, is there to right. disappoint? And you I know think what? It's all like candy. Yeah. Well, it is. Of course, it is. They're selling sex. Yeah. So they're selling sex to male viewers with hot fem- females and funny. vice versa. It's kind right? of funny That's how some of the mm-hmm. Korean music yeah. is so. When they use English, I I remember walking and I think it was City Seven and hearing a song in a shoe store, and it was like, "Fuck this, fuck that, fuck," you know, just constantly saying "fuck." And this right. isn't this isn't a shopping mall. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, mean? you know I, I I have to say that Korean women rappers are absolutely super sexy to me. Women rappers that can get on stage and just fucking bust. Well, that's out the like thing, that. right? Like when what's, you see what, a real what's a artist, woman, what's a woman rapper? Is that a new condom or something? A woman oh, rapper? No, a woman. Oh, like rap. Rap uh, music. A woman WR. who does rap music. Well, okay, that's the thing. A woman that could get on there and do some sort of like gangster rap and be fucking legit. That to me is awesome. When you sexy. see a real artist perform in Korea, it's that much more awesome. Yeah, because you right. know all the shit that they probably have to come up against to, right. do to that, perform their to do art. That, right. Right. I mean, like nobody back home is going to be oh. 
there's a politically rebellious band in Canada, big yeah. deal. I mean, <laughs> like, there's no problem look, with look that, at, right? Let, let, let me just throw, throw a segue in here. Look, look at the American Music Awards, I think it was, the Grammys, sorry, it was last year. Right. Who won the best album? I think it was Beck. Beck. Yeah. And who did he go up against? Who was another? I think it was um, Beyonce. Right. Okay, Beck? so Beck, he... he last year? Yeah, yep. last year, Beck won... That's the guy that sang Loser? Yeah. Yeah. He had so, a new album called but, Morning Face. It was amazing. Beck, he can play how many instruments, Luke? He played 12 instruments I or something like that. I think it's, a, yeah, 12 to 15. He wrote, produced, sang, and um, did everything on the album against... Uh, uh, Beyonce, who was in the same category to be like all-time best album of the year, and uh, she wrote none of the songs, produced none of the songs, can play no instruments at all, and um, people were pissed off that Beck won. Yeah, right. Okay, like, and, and, and can you imagine, like, in Korea, how many K-pop artists do you think can actually play music and sing their songs and write, right. their, write their songs? They can it, dance. That's they all they can do. They can sexy dance. dancing. If they right. want to. If they, they can sexy to. dance. You can't, you yeah. can't dance like that. So I, really, I really don't know. No. I really don't know this, no. this answer. But I, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, because Beck, Beck, he wrote all of his songs. He played all of his songs, produced all of his songs, and, and, man, and did everything for, for this, this album. It's a tricky question because, like, does culture reflect music or does music reflect culture? Right? I don't know. I, every single one of my students, when I ask them what music they like, they say pop music. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. Right. But Everybody. They have no idea. They have no idea because they they can't really think for themselves yet. This is one of the reasons I love to go to Hongdae in Seoul because you do get these like subversive people, these students who they want rock, they want different kinds of music. Right. You know, when I was at the Ansan Rock Fest, even just seeing people who dressed different than the norm, there were people not wearing one of the same twelve outfits. Yeah, right. It's kind of nice. See. It's kind of nice yeah. to see, right? It like, reminded me of going to a festival back right. home. It's it's, it's break you know? from the norm there's because a, there's definitely a difference between talent and looking pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like Luke, like it's not the way it is here. Right, but actually, uh, Luke, you were telling us that this weekend there's something going on. Ah, uh, yeah this this weekend is actually the Busan Rock Festival at uh, just close by Sasong. I think it's called the Sam Samrock Samrock mm-hmm. Park. Free concert, right? Yeah. Well, it's advertised as free. Yeah. Uh, and what does that mean? I mean, like, just if you go and you got to pay, don't. Yeah. Don't get angry. If you do, it's not going to cost. It's right on the river, right? Yeah, yeah, right on the river, and um, it's a whole bunch of Korean bands, and actually an American band called Finch, Mm. who got famous a little bit in like 2003 or 2004 because they had some emo songs (laughs) (laughs) that got released. And, good uh, emo or bad emo? That's the good bir- emo. That's yeah. the they were good emo. bird music. Yeah, and then they got a new album last year. And uh, if you told me when I was 16 that I was going to see Finch for free in Korea when I was 28 with a new album, I would have been like, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I can deal with that. So, yeah, if you guys got nothing going on this weekend, or if you do but you like rock music, go to Busan. Cool. And speaking of uh, talented and beautiful people, we got to get into some birthday shout-outs here. All right. So let's get into some birthdays. It's time for your birthday wishes, shout-outs, and announcements on the Chang Warner Podcast. All right, so who has some birthdays coming up uh, this week? Right. I'm hoping we have them. Uh, 
the man, the legend himself, Stu, Stuart, Stuart Thompson. That was actually last Stuart Daniel Sunday. Thompson, in he, fact. Stuart Daniel Thompson, bartender at OB's right now. He had a birthday on Sunday, and we had a wicked party for him out at the river. Um, and I'd just like to say, hey, this guy, uh, when I first met him, I thought, uh, I don't know about this guy. But over, <laughs> over the course of uh, six months, he's shown me that uh, don't judge a book by his cover. <laughs> <laughs> because he is a fucking legend, and you cannot ever, ever see uh, a legend and say, that guy's a legend. You have to get to know him and say, this man is uh, the guy that you want to get to yeah, know. Yeah, just to clarify, last week when we did the podcast, and we did the birthday thing, and I was like, oh, we don't actually have any birthdays coming up. There's a few people we missed, which was Stu. And actually, me and Luke went out with Stu. Was it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. And had... Uh, Quite a few drinks. And last week we also missed uh, Christopher Martinez. And uh, we got him a few shots of tequila on Saturday night. And we also missed the photographer. Yes, that is uh, Chris Chris Broughton. What a legend. Always all about town taking wicked photographs. You just throw the word legend around a little loosely. Okay, legend. Okay, well, Everybody's well, a legend. I, I, you know what, man? Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> There's but, nothing but, wrong with that. I, I, I missed... Uh, like, uh, Stu is one of my favorite guys these days because um, uh, he he is an Englishman and he is uh, loud and proud. And uh, the first time I met him, um, he just his sense of humor I didn't get. And then I, I see him uh, about... About a month ago, I'm sitting at 8 a.m., wasted drunk at the CU outside of, uh, of International Hotel. And he rumbles in on, the, on one of those uh, newbie job bikes, and he just slides in. Just slides right in, gets up, and he's Don't like... Don't tell Nubija. He's like... <laughs> I think I just did. He gets up, and he's like, I'm here. I'm here. And I'm like, you know what? I like you. <laughs> that's what that's a, that's a defining moment where I said I like this guy, and he's a legendary musician too. He is, he is. I've always liked his music. Yeah, man. yeah. And who do we have that has birthdays coming up? Is there anybody? So actually, today while we are recording this podcast, we got Stefan Bice. Great guy, yeah, wicked guy. He's going to be loving getting some of your biltong. Bit of a bit you know of a chunk I mean? one legend, that getting guy actually. Henrik's biltong, right? You know what I mean? Some of that stuff down in IP, right, guys? Oh god, holy shit! Is this the guy that that when I meet him, he's always like, "Hey, you're a dickhead." No, is no, this no. guy. <laughs> he's, this is the guy that's the legend. The legend, Stefan Bies. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, right. Happy birthday, Stefan. Hope you have a good time. And also, coming up, we have, let me get it on the blower here, we've got Claudio Morales. Now, actually, her birthday is coming up on the 10th of August. Big shout out to her. Her boyfriend is called Hugo. They're good people, and I like, I love them a lot. And uh, Claudia and Hugo actually work with my girlfriend, and they're great people, so thank you so much. I'm not going to say legend. Because Luke keeps calling me out, so. But every, you know, they're uh, mythological. August August tenth is actually my mom's birthday. Okay. Oh, so happy birthday to your mom. Give a shout out to her, but I'm sure many people are. So. Mm. That's all right, Mrs. McFarlane. I was gonna make a mom. Your gifts joke. in the oh, post. I was gonna make a mom joke. My, my last name has been used. So now everybody. <laughs> Mrs. Mc, Mrs. Yeah. McFarlane. I was gonna your make a mom joke, but I realized that Luke has some 
dad jokes. <laughs> I oh, do. Shit. I might dad, have some. Before we get into a dad joke, is there any more birthdays we got to shout out? Adam Maxwell Ken is coming up. It's coming up, but let's we'll, not shout we'll that out that. right we'll now. That. We'll do that and next if, week. If we miss any, we'll always recap on them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And we can get into the, was it dad jokes? <laughs> we can get into think, dad jokes after an upcoming just, just, break. Just, just one, just one, right. just one before we go. W- what's coming up? Just one. Okay, okay, D, I got a question for you. Okay. What is pun spelled backwards? Nope. That's a nup out of you. Oh, Jesus, that is terrible. That's a dad joke? I thought you said dad joke. <laughs> you said before you had dad jokes. It's not a joke about dads. It's oh. a joke's dad tell. Oh, jokes, jokes, jokes dad. dads tell. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Jokes yeah, dads tell. Uh, my dad tells some horrendously dirty jokes. You thought my so jokes were about anything. dads? I thought your jokes were about dads. Why like, were you excited for those I jokes? I don't know. <laughs> I just was... Jokes dads tell? Yeah. My, my you, dad, said you, you said your my jokes dad were told, legendary here. I said I had dad jokes. My dad jokes. told me a joke. That's what I thought you were... What we had here is a My dad told to me a joke. He said, what's a 6.9? <laughs> don't say no. No, I know. I, about I, I don't know. What is a 6.9? It's a 69er interrupted by a period. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of dad jokes I got. Oh, let's wrap it up. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> we, got, we all got to grab a drink and take a leak here. So we'll be right back after this. And we're going to talk about... What's coming up this week, and who knows what the fuck we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, dad jokes, maybe. Get some new ones. All right, we'll be right back after this. It's the oldest foreigner bar in Changwon. The International Pub has been around for more than 25 years. Whether you're living in or just visiting Changwon City, you've got to make your way over to the IP for a visit. Full of history and home to the famous Juicy Pussy Drink, the IP has got everything you're looking for in a great night out. The International Pub in Changwon City. Irish Bar in Changwon City, South Korea. The original and only Irish pub in the Changwon area. Great food, drinks, atmosphere, music, and people. Nightly specials on both food and drinks. Craft beer on tap and over 12 different craft beers in the fridge. Also check out our mini mart at OB's for great deals on things that you may miss from back home, including our all-new deli meat. Follow us on Facebook, or better yet, come on down and check us out for yourself. O'Brien's Irish Bar, located in downtown Changwon, across from the International Hotel. Come on down and have yourself a pint. We're back with Scott, D, and Paul. Welcome back to the Changwoner Podcast. Before we get into anything, we're going to get into what's coming up this coming week. Bang! Get your local events list for Changwon City. Get your ass out the chair, and we'll see you there. Bang! Coming at you this week in BK House, the Tiger Bottles for 4000 all week. Also, the Super Duper Yummy Ruben for 8000 I had the pleasure of having it last week on the UFC Sunday night, and it was a ham Ruben, which is absolutely delicious. And we have something I might need to help pronouncing this one. It is mojito yoil. 
That was absolutely perfect, was actually. It? Mojito oil, which is a Spanish-Korean mixture of mojito and toyo oil Saturday. Mm-hmm. It is a yummy fuck-you-up mojito Saturday, which is 6,000 won for a pint of mojito all night. And then, of course, we have another UFC event on Sunday night, which is absolutely my favorite night of the week. Nine o'clock, we have a Sunday night fight, Texaria versus St. Prue. Nice. Mm, and last weekend, we'll talk about that later, but we Ronda Rousey. Oh, my God. Let's get into that. After that, you get into your shit first. So, yeah, man. Paul, what's going on at the IP? The IP, the International Pub, no less. We've got uh, on Saturday, rugby. On the big screen, we've got Australia versus the All Blacks. Holy shit. That's going to be amazing. That's the championship. That's going to be fantastic. But not only that, but we've got the Springboks versus Argentina. How good is that going to be? Legendary. Legendary. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But there's more legendary stuff going on. There's more legendary things in here. You know what? They're going to be going on from 7 p.m. on Saturday night, and they're going to be serving wicked food all night, wicked drink specials, and wicked biltong. The icing on the cake oh, right there. The icing on the cake. 10,000 won for 100 grams of the biltong. Get your nom-noms on. Nom-noms. And over at O'Brien's, there's always a Taco Tuesday, which was actually tonight. The tacos are great. Look, you ever have a taco over at O'Brien's? I did today. He you did. did today. It did you get the delicious. beef, the pork? I got the beef. The beef. I think the thing I like about the beef is just a little bit more meat in my mouth. Which <laughs> you, you like that. Which, yeah. You like a bit of beef in your mouth? Makes me feel like a man. <laughs> so you might want to uh, leave with me tonight. <laughs> Compared to these other two guys. It reminds me of the commercial in the 80s, Where's the Beef? And also... Coming up, uh, there's not too much going on this week because people are on vacation. So the deli meets are actually going to start next week, not this, not tomorrow. So the deli meets will be on sale again next week, which is Tuesdays you can put in your order. Wednesdays he does the cutting. And not this weekend, but the following weekend, on the Saturday, August 15th, there's going to be a trivia night, which takes place at Next Bar. And the trivia night, last time I checked, there was openings for seven teams that were left. It might be less now. So if you want to get involved in that, you should get onto the uh, O'Brien's Facebook page and let them know. Did you ever play trivia there? Uh, I played trivia once. Once? Yeah, and it was like a shark fest. You, you, you can't go in there unless you have got your game on. It sounds pretty competitive. It from is. What I heard. It is unbelievably competitive, and these people are out for blood. Yeah, but it's a wicked laugh. It is a great laugh, right. but it's also I liked. I watched. I sat back and I watched everybody going at it. I, I was like, "This is awesome!" Right. But hit up, hit up O'Brien's, or hit up the next bar page, mm. and try and get registered on that because it will be fun. Yeah. So there's not too many openings left, but if you want to get in, get in. And on the next day, which is August 16th, the Sunday, O'Brien's is having their celebrity chef, which I believe is sold out, possibly. Two, two Canucks. It's two Canucks and uh, cooking southern food, I believe. So even if it's sold out, they just wanted to mention that if anybody ever wants to do a celebrity chef, you have something you're good at cooking, you want to sell something, 
just get on O'Brien's and uh, hook up with Austin, and you can uh, give him your ideas. You can make the menu. You can set the price, and you keep all the profits. So how how does somebody do that, Scott? Wait. I believe how how you get on Facebook. No, I mean how, <laughs> how yeah. Yeah, how do you get on Facebook? Blah. I have no idea. Yeah, O'Brien's on Facebook, right? You got to look up. I, right. I've, I've searched O'Brien's on Facebook. You have to actually put you like can, you can go to Changwaner and click on a link to get directly to that. But I believe the celebrity chef most of the time, the people doing it, actually do all the cooking beforehand, like not in the bar. Not always, man. Not always. I, I think a lot, a lot, lot of the, the time, like they, they do some prep. And then they go into the bar, and then they, they they finish off everything, and then they'll serve it out pretty. So they make like, a certain amount, like certain amount of dishes that you can obviously buy. So uh, it's always pre-order. Right. So, uh, but if anybody wants to get involved with that, you know, you want to make some food, make some money, and you know, give everybody a good feeding. Just get in touch with uh, O'Brien's. Yeah. Right. So that's what's coming up. So let's talk about a little bit about UFC One. Well, we got other things coming up too. We oh, have, sorry, yeah, we do. We do, we do. We have a uh, this a weekend. Thing? This weekend, yeah, on on August eighth, there's a guy named Ron Aston who is doing a gaming event at his house, and I just quite like to mention him because I like geeks. He's a geek, and I'm a geek, and geeks are need to kind of band together so uh if you want to get out uh and play some games um find him on facebook ron aston and ask to get on with him he's he's got uh, three or four tvs going at the same time with uh playstation and xbox and uh anything under the sun to do and have a good time together so anybody who wants to do that find him shout him out this weekend on august 8th and we also have the uh these guys that Actually, we're using them tonight, these beer cozies. Oh, oh gosh. Which have uh, yeah. been very useful. Yeah. Uh, Corbin and Abiella. Yeah. These Abiella, guys, yeah. I met these guys at the river last weekend, and uh, they were talking about their beer cozies, and I thought, you know what? That's a pretty fucking awesome idea. Uh, they designed their own cozy. I think they call them koozies, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. They call them koozies. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, they've they've designed their own. Uh, what do you say? Emblem. They've designed their own uh, logo. If logo you like. and uh, put which on, is for Changwon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just all Changwon. So if you guys want to send some souvenirs home to mom and dad, take some souvenirs home when you go back to your own country. Just uh, uh, send us a, uh, an email to the Changwoner podcast. Uh, and and you can find out how to get in touch with these guys because they are absolutely awesome people and they really really have great ideas and I just yeah you make can sure. you can use them here you can use them anywhere they're definitely great in the summer I mean they keep your beer cool they come in four colors yeah they come in, is that four, is that right for, oh, we got four colors we, we got four we got we, red we, maroon yeah, right. green I and believe black. you can buy them individually or a set so the set is yeah. four and the set is four for ten thousand four for ten. Or yeah. one for three. And you know what? They've got those little slits in the bottom too, which makes it way easier. Like when you slide it off your beer bottle, yeah. you know, a lot of the times I've just done that. But a lot of the times, like, it, it's just a perfect circle. But when they've got the slots in the bottom, you can just collapse it and it just goes flat. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you know that's I mean? right. That, I'm, I'm liking that yeah. a lot. 
And it also looks like it could be a useful head warmer in the winter. For your penis? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, the logos are wicked. It's got the uh, Changwon mascot on there. It's got some Korean phrases on there, which are always nice, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a great little souvenir to take away from Changwon or send back home. Yeah, and we, uh, we always want to support local artists man, and things like yeah, that, right? Of course, man. you know, because anybody that comes here and wants to do a good idea and and bring their ideas here and leave their ideas here. Yeah. That's the people we want to get to know. I believe Corbin is a, a, an old friend of a friend of mine named Tim, who's not in Changwon now. Yeah, I know Tim. Tim but, Robinson? Uh, Tim Robinson, you yeah. Tim. Who was uh, into some Ultimate Frisbee, which, by the way, Luke, what's going on with you? Do you have anything to plug? Well, I didn't want to flex my masculinity too hard around you guys right now, but I'm actually on the Changwon Ultimate Frisbee team, and uh, we're actually called the Gyeongnam Feel. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? Was that, well, I missed that. Was that the Changwon Ar- Argonaut? <laughs> yes, the Changwon Argonauts. <laughs> Arrogant, sorry? The thing is, that's a, that's, that's a very, like, Georgian accent. It's actually pronounced feel, but it's just spelled feel. Argonaut. Right? So, okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you are uh, an Argonaut, we Luke. play in the Republic of Korea Ultimate League, or Rock U for short. Wow. And uh, the people you just mentioned, actually, Corbin and Abiella, are on the team as well as um, I, and there are two other returners. And we actually played last year, and then uh, in the spring season, we had no, there's no people here to play, because so many people left. But Fucking assholes. Yeah. So I'll tell it, you. So it goes. Uh, but we, um, this time around, had enough people interested. We sent out things on Facebook, and uh, we got enough people to register for a team. And we're really hoping even ne- uh, next season in the spring we could maybe even have enough people for two teams because it's awesome. You play against teams from Daegu, Daejeon, Busan, Pohang, all over the country. Do you guys usually play in Busan? Uh, we play often in Busan. Often in Busan. Yeah, often I remember Busan. one time, one morning I woke up. I was in Busan, and I woke up. It was early morning. Not early, early, but <clears throat> I was. Uh, I didn't know where I was, to be honest. It's like 6 and p.m. And I was trying to... Uh, find a Get bus station <laughs> and i was looking for the bus station in hyundai mm. which is kind of really small for the area to be to be honest but yeah, yeah. i was looking for the bus station and a whole bunch it was tim and a bunch of people you're wearing your uniforms and shit were coming out getting ready to play uh frisbee and i was waking up trying to figure out where the fuck i was and how to get home but uh, it's been going on for a few years. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. You were waking up and figuring out how to get home? Yeah. I was in Busan. I don't remember why I was in Busan. but That is a very rare story I've ever heard about you. It was uh, last year. Last Actually, I think it was a friend of ours' wedding that we went to. Was it Ernest's wedding? No, it wasn't Ernest. It was uh, Jen... Was it Jen Sosa's wedding? Yeah, Jen oh, and Andy's okay, wedding, maybe. Jen and maybe. Wedding. Which, okay. by the way, I want to give a quick shout-out, because I think I saw they Hello. might be having their Bun. first... Uh, wedding anniversary? Baby. No. Baby. 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 
Uh, but uh, just going back, though, I saw you guys. I woke up the next morning, didn't know where I was. I was in a motel. And uh, I just like, fuck, I gotta get home. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Any hookers there? Uh, well, it's funny. Possibly. You, you bring up Tim. <laughs> I saw Tim. Tim I was, was joking, but. Not, not singular, but possibly. Tim was tagged in a few photos uh, that I saw recently on my Facebook. And I looked, um, he's with some Frisbee players, and I'm looking at the background of these pictures, and I'm like, that's, my, that's my hometown. That's like, really? So he went to play an ultimate um, tournament in Nelson, British Columbia. And the pictures I just randomly come up on my Facebook are where the same fields I played soccer on <laughs> growing up. It's just a weird little oh, small I, world. I just saw a bunch of you guys come out that day. I think he had black T-shirts. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we're uh, I know, black and I know yellow. Tim is uh, not. Colors. He's near the area of where you're from. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. south, like around yeah. Portland. Yeah, yeah, he's from Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. So, so I got a question. Like, I'm a sure. great, like ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Exactly. What is it? Uh, it's a sport. Yeah, but what what do you do? So why is it ultimate? You throw a frisbee it, between two poles. Well, it's ultimate because it's, it's more beersby. impressive than all the other versions of it, apart from BSB, <laughs> which is the best game ever so ultimate frisbee is a game that it's like the size of the field is maybe about two-thirds the size of a soccer pitch okay and you do seven on seven mm-hmm. and there's like an end zone like in american football and the goal is to throw it to a teammate and they catch it in the end zone and if that happens your team gets a point so it's like soccer uh, with a frisbee? No, it's like American it's football like American with a frisbee. Football with frisbee. Uh, if you catch it, though, you can't run. It you seems have to just more start like moving. rugby. Oh, so it's like netball, American football combination. S- okay. Yes. Right. okay. And um, cool. it's a co-ed sport, so girls and guys can play evenly. And um, it's a great community builder. You meet people from all over Korea. You get friends from all the different cities. Uh, it's a great workout. It's a good way to stay active. And uh, you meet a lot of fun people. Is it usually played on a soccer field, or can you play it on the beach? You can play it on the beach. There are two versions. Okay. You play it on the soccer field. You wear your cleats. You run mm-hmm. around. Play it on yeah. the beach. You do wear you your know, bare feet. You run around. Do, do you know, and it's this is possibly you, I don't know, but do you know uh, <laughs> anybody? I, I saw somewhere, it might have been on Masan Xbox or something, but uh, people get together on Sundays at the roundabout. Yep, we do. We do pickups on Sundays. Is that you? Usually, yeah, that's the feel. Uh, then again, like I said, I just met you last week, so yeah. Um, we generally do pickups on Sundays. It's a little harder with people's vacations, but um, we're definitely always looking for more players. So keep your eyes posted to the expats pages because we'll be posting so you get you get together on sundays and the more people you get you're hoping to get what two teams in the near future yeah next season we're hoping to have two teams uh and potentially some sponsors from some establishments in Changwon. so if you guys actually know of any places like that talk to me after the podcast sure i'm sure yeah, we right? can find sponsors for that and like is anybody out there right are there? Have you ever seen many Koreans playing? Uh, there are a handful. Actually, I'm uh, one of the two captains on our team this year. Albiela is the main captain, and I'm the assistant captain. But uh, in the Frisbee Colloquial, I'm actually the ass cap. So the ass captain? Mm, ass cap, I prefer. 
And so, what does that mean? Well, it's assistant captain. I do. Oh, okay, I thought you meant like ass. I think it might be better yeah. if you say assistant captain. Yes. <laughs> sounds like you got a yeah, but like you got to realize. It sounds okay. like you got a cap in your ass or something like that. Here's the thing, guys. Frisbee's a bit of a fuckhead sport. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm the ass cap. So then we should definitely all be playing this. Yeah, exactly. We should all be involved. Like it's one of the only sports where when you're not on the field, you got a beer in your hand. Everybody on your team's oh, like, shit, oh shit, yeah, I'm what time? yeah. Fuck yeah, this guy's awesome. 5 p.m. Sunday. Yeah. You, you can't, Paul, away. you can't play. Why? Because you drink gin and tonic. It's a beer. So it's anyway, beer. Uh, I, I, my, the point of me bringing that up is that I have uh, access to um, some of the pie charts. You have access to Argonauts? And we've got... I thought you were going to say cheerleaders. <laughs> that was a golden opportunity, wasn't it, Scott? <laughs> so there's about 40. I think in our league there's about 40 Koreans out of... Really? Uh, out of... a. It's about 200 people, maybe 220. So it's not like a foreigner team. No, no, no. It's for anyone so who wants any to. any Koreans that but it is, might be out there It is an American-dominated sport. For join sure. up, too, if they like. Wait a minute. You're not Dominated. Our, uh, our te- you're not the, American. The, the entire league has six Brits, so and two of them are on our team. How many Tasmanians? Legends. How many Tasmanians? Yes. Uh, we don't let the devils play. <sighs> so if there are some... Korean Argonauts out there that want to play, mm-hmm. they can get in contact with you. There's sure, no problem. Absolutely. Anybody who wants to. So, foreigners, Koreans, all playing together. It's actually fun, a sport. Drinking. Only. Okay, there is a, there is a condition. How about what? dogs? Only people. Only people. Okay, no dogs? No dogs. No dogs? I've no. seen a lot of dogs play frisbee, so I'm just wondering. Yeah, Could but they never throw advantage. back. God damn it. They you never guys throw are back. fucking racists. To dogs? Sorry, sorry John. Sorry, my that's dogs. my dog. Yeah. My dog's John, by the way. Sorry, John, you can't play. My dog is... Look at how sad he looks right now. Tung Tung and Ellie. <laughs> he looks. He just looks sad because I don't think he got fed today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I did not forget. I have a, I have a quick <laughs> off-the-topic question just for uh, Paul and Dee. Oh, shit. Do you think short people get small dogs? No, I think short people get big-ass dogs. So why do you two have pretty short dogs? I don't have a short short dog in Korea. My dog in Korea is actually do- quite yeah, big. Yeah, actually your dog's yeah. bigger than normal, but mm-hmm. not like not dogs huge. back home. Okay, well, I rescue dogs, so I can't really pick about what dogs I get. Likewise, I got you. two rescue dogs. I'm going to high-five you across the fucking table. Because we fucking rescue dogs. Scott was trying to, like put us down but yeah we dog just, is not for fucking Christmas it's just for life we just stamp I have to push that, you down my whole point shit. was you're already <laughs> I think down uh, there yeah, Scott might have been uh, barking up the wrong tree look at Mason wow, coming in with coming it fucking yeah. Okay, I got two dogs. One of them I actually rescued off the street, and then one of them I rescued from uh, the shelter shelter me so, too uh, you know what's Scott, cool you know what I think you need to get a little, little chihuahua yourself. Yeah, you just chill the fuck out, Scotty. <laughs> you need to get a chill chihuahua. <laughs> chihuahua? Yeah. Chihuahua. A chilled out chihuahua. You know what's cool? Uh, I'd like to say this just off the cuff. The, the, the veterinary surgeon that I take my dog to, they give a 10% discount because he's a rescue dog. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Right. That's right. pretty cool. Actually, too, actually, our, our veterinarian, too, because we've actually... Let me tell you about my dog. 
we have two dogs. We have one really little dog. She's a miniature um, Yorkshire, and the dog has broken back legs because she had a uh, uh, the first owner. They had a I think it was an autistic child that really tortured the dog and actually broke the legs, and um, they wanted to just kill the dog. They so they took it to the vet to put her down. Vet couldn't do that, so the vet took the the dog in, and that our dog stayed at the vet for about a year or so. And uh, when we were looking for a second dog, um, the vet said, "Why don't you take this dog?" We took this dog. Super duper cute. Can't stop barking, which we got to figure out how to do that. But absolutely super duper cute. And um, it, it, it's, it's it's my little baby now. It, it can absolutely fit in both of my little hands. Um, yeah, okay, maybe small guys get small dogs, but maybe that's the the destiny's child, I don't know. But it was cool, though, because I remember when you were asking around the community to say, can somebody please take this dog? It's been in the vet for ages, uh, and nobody would do it, you know? And eventually you guys just took it. Yeah. And now you guys love that dog. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. My wife, my wife is actually, like, warming up to it quite a bit. Um, mm. She loves the fact that uh, the, the barking is coming down. Um, but I tell you what, uh, every day, uh, whenever I'm playing at the computer, she just, just wants to lick my face. So, Is that so, your wife or the dog? No comment. Uh, so, <laughs> Break out the But the dog butter. will jump up, jump up on my, jump up and... <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> Dee, come on. She's like, not the peanut butter again, <laughs> Dee. You know how I love that. You know how I love that peanut uh, butter. That's, that's a <laughs> urban... urban Myth. Break out the ramen. Come on. Wow. Hey, come on. We Scott said it's an urban myth that your wife likes to, to, to lick peanut butter off your no, face. No, I'm talking about dogs and oh, peanut okay. butter. Oh, Jesus. Different, different story. Where the fuck did this go? <laughs> this went down a hole fast. Okay, okay. For the record, it's whipped cream. But anyway, uh, right, that's cool. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I think it's cool. You said you rescued dogs. So did Paul. I know John. I, actually, I, I know your dogs too, but John was similar position, right? Your dog? Yeah, he was, yeah. It's and a you know, little messed up when you guys... Yeah, you know, we, we thought we'd, all, we'd always wanted a dog, so we went down to the shelter, and the shelter's got like 150 or like 100 dogs in there or whatever. Yeah. And actually, like, when we went in there, the guy wasn't so pleasant. The volunteers were lovely, and... We ended up walking in. We got into the whole shelter and saw all the dogs. And, you know, you walk along the, the, the walkway and there's all these dogs, like, looking at you, barking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just the one dog was just sat there and he looked right shaggy. And he just sat there quiet as a mouse and he did the he- head tilt. Yeah, my You lo- know, that little cute head tilt wife, that they do, right? My wife right? loves that, loves it. And, and, and I just looked and I said to Gar and I said, this is the one. And she looked at me and she said, this is the one. And the guy was there and he was he was a bit of... Like the volunteers were lovely, but the guy was a bit of an arsehole. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think he was in the wrong job. You know what I mean? But anyway, so he said, "Okay, well, you you come back next week. You take the dog." So we came in, and I love that system in Korea because you go to the you know the dog shelter and you, you can take your ID card in there, and you just take the dog. They'll shower the dog, they, 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 they shave the dog, and they, they give you the dog in as good a condition as they can hope to give you it, bearing in mind, bearing in mind they've got no like uh, <clears throat> massive gov- government subsidies or anything like that. So we took the dog, and he's, he's, he's great. 
you know what a pleasure well I, I i've known your dog since you got him and mm-hmm. and he came with like really bad i wouldn't say mange he came with like really bad skin condition he had no yeah. hair no no fur no hair he had no he had he had fur but he had a really bad skin condition because he was full of parasites but i didn't even i didn't even know what color his fur was because yeah. he had nothing he just he just looked his skin was right. black but you guys treated him yeah took care of him and now i can actually see he's so loved and he's so like really well taken care of and healthy <coughs> and uh yeah it's awesome man yeah which is really why i brought the whole thing up had nothing to do with short people or nothing like that i wanted to bring up the fact that there is a humane society here type thing where you can they're always looking for volunteers to walk dogs yeah any kind of work foreigners koreans right and i'm not that big of an asshole either i mean i have two cats that i literally rescued off the street yeah, not dogs, did. but I I love animals too. Luke, in, do you have any pets? Uh, not not here. Not here. A but, bunch but in Canada. You have, but you have a bunch, like four. like a herd or? Well, I don't know. Is four a herd? I don't think four is a herd. For what, what cats, kind of animals dogs? do you have? Uh, back home, I got a dog, two cats, and a chinchilla. You got a chinchilla? Wow! Oh, I got a chinchilla. Chinchilla. And actually, he like is he is nineteen. Jeez. We got this chinchilla in 1996. Wow! And he's still kicking it. Jeez. We got we got two chinchillas, Chip oh. and Dale, right? Yeah. Chip, Chip and Dale. Dale. <laughs> okay. No. Here's here's the kicker. Do they sometimes take off their fur? We uh, dance. <laughs> wear a bow tie. We, we gave Dale to my cousins as a present. They named him Chip. Okay. What? We had Chip and Chip. So they had Chip and Chip. They named Dale Chip. So that's like. That's yeah. That's ridiculous. What is I'm a little me- annoyed. What is the mentality of a chinchilla? What is the mentality of a chinchilla? Like, what are they like? You know, like, are they loving to humans? Are they? Do they no, just want to get a little, away? And they're like, they're Fuck a little, you. They're not like you know unpleasant, but they're a little skittish. Okay. You try to catch it in the cage, it's going to run around a bit. But when you hold it and it like calms down a little, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pleasant. Grip them. So, uh, well, Luke, uh, yeah. y- you wanted to talk about aliens, but I think we need to. We need to save that for another time okay. on the podcast. I think you got something you want to show us and perform for us, something, right? Oh, guys, I you're going to have to pay me a little more than that. Please do get it out. Luke. To get that. I think... So to close out the show, we're going to have Luke Mason. By the way, this is Donald Sutherland. Are you stripping? Bringing you the best of the 1970s oh, songs and... All that kind of stuff. We have a le- not a. I'm not gonna say legend because it's a bit too common. But hey, we you have- just tell Katniss to get the fuck off your back. Baby. So this is Donald Sutherland bringing you the best of the 1970s music, and we're gonna have Luke Mason giving us his number one hit from Changwon about Changwon about Changwon about going out at night, which is pretty much the only time we all go out. So, Luke Mason is going to carry us out for this podcast. And just a quick thank you, Luke. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man, I had a good time. My pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Great great time. Love you. So, let's listen, tune in, space out, (laughs) and (laughs) have a good time with the great hit of Luke Mason.
So this is a song I wrote about the experience of going out in Changwang and seeing your buddies and your friends. And uh, I hope there's uh, an element of this song you can all relate to. It's called Changwang Nights. Place, 
tells yours I hope you chase and chase and chase cause we Thank you so much. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. And we're gonna do this term audio. Thank Cheers, you. guys. Thank you. Oh, good night, you little fuckers. Good night, Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Chang Warner Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.